Griffin say something. Look up, Marlon. Say cheese. Burn up the boy, yo! Hey everybody, what's up? It's Kyle and KZ. The more, yeah, more people get their voice out there, then I think they'll realize like we're all we're all the same, really. KZ decided, let's do it. Took the bait, so here we go. Veteran, veteran, veteran chat project. Where it's encouraged to not be okay all the time. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kyle and KZ, and we are the Veteran Chat Project, and we are also joined uh, in studio by our first in studio guest. My little man is here, Griffin Turner. First is first podcast episode. Say what's up, guys. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a fun one, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, also, we got uh, as promised. Uh, <laughs> Chad Crowe from Apex Animal House is here. Uh, he's also gonna, you know, was in the army with uh, with KZ and I. Sorry, I'm getting a little. KZ, you want to start? Burn up the boy, yo! Hey everybody, what's up? It's Kyle. Hey, what's up, everybody? That was Griffin. He's my new producer. He's trying. We're working some things out. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, so um, we got Chad Crowe in the house here from Apex Animal House uh, over there in Colorado. Uh, yeah, he um, served with us in Heavy Company for. For uh, for a stint there back in I want to say was it uh, from like oh eight to uh, like ten or eleven October around, class <laughs> around that time frame yeah YouTube both of I think yeah both of you went to basic training together right or OSA together yeah yep. yeah old Knox yeah so how you been man been good bro been good man working staying busy you know what I'm saying what we can do that's what's up dude yeah, yeah glad to have you on dude we've had um. Yeah, we've we've I've talked about you. Well, I think, yeah, your ears. I wonder if your ear, ears were buzzing because I was talking about you last Friday. Because, um, yeah. um, I, I mean, I well, I'll get into this right now. It just because, like, you know, it, and well, you know, you, you can we'll have you share your, your story here in just just a minute about what you know what you went through in the army and stuff. But, um, you know, with like what you did in the army, and then like I've been watching a bunch of because I'm a you know lazy piece of shit, so I watch a lot of TV. So like I've been watching all these like sports documentaries and shit and like all different all different types of sports but um what I've noticed like every like I like tennis doc, tennis tennis players uh crossfit athletes whatever uh and then uh football baseball documentaries I've been watching golf I mean golf like they all have the same kind of mindset right of just like uh what things that have to be done in order to be successful and like I was I like I don't know why, but the the question was like, I wonder if that's the same kind of mindset that like operators have. You know what I'm saying? And I feel I, I you know, and I and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like that's like the same. No, 100, percent man. If you, I mean, it's I think athletes and operators are, are one and the same. There's a very, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you're not you're not an operator unless you're an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And, I, and in my opinion, you're the highest level of, of, of athlete. You know, as an operator, for sure. Um, so yeah, hundred percent, man. If, if you're you are you are an athlete, and everything that applies to athletes applies to operators. If you're not into it, hundred percent, and willing to give in time that other people won't give in, you know, put in the extra work that others won't, then you're not going to get where you need to go. You know. Yeah. For sure. All right, cool. So I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because. Yeah, because I mean, you're the. I mean, to be you know completely honest, you know, you. I think you're. You and one other person, I think, are the only two people I've ever known personally that that have that have like dealt in that space. You know, and that's a, that's a space I don't wish to know. So, <laughs> like, so so yeah. So I was just watching. I was like, oh, that's like it has to be the same, just because like 
and, and, it, and it, it's just so weird that like you know when you, like tennis and football completely like two separate sports but then i'm watching how they talk about how they prepare for the game and it's almost exactly the same you know yeah. it's like i wonder what like it has to be it has to be the same mindset for for operators too yeah i mean your focus has to be 100 percent on what's what the next mission is obviously or yeah what, you know the next game whatever it is you are honing in everything you specialize everything you've worked on put together is focusing that point to knock out whatever the mission is the game is whatever it is so i mean obviously yeah like i said you got to hone in everything you put together um and you know work it as a as an individual athlete obviously you know be able to kind of assess those things and throw them into play hell yeah dude it's like giving yourself up to something bigger than yourself on like a way another level too you know oh yeah what what i feel about it anyway yeah so let's back up a little bit like you know so you so what was your um if you don't mind just you know highlighting your highlighting your impressive army career like what what was that you know what take us through that if you don't mind um yeah man so obviously you know i met you guys in oh uh what oh eight kyle casey probably closer to oh nine maybe yeah uh you know he got the unit went straight over to deployed did that small stint came back and uh i went straight well it's probably about nine months later i ended up uh you know with the selection i got picked up went through the course um I did two and a half years there, uh, a lot of stuff. The course was just not – it was not an easy route for me, like a lot of cats had it. Um, yeah. I had a lot of a lot of hiccups. A lot of stuff went down on the course. And uh, at the – I was a month away from graduation, and I actually V-dubbed. Uh, I just couldn't – I just wasn't feeling what was happening there. I didn't really get along with the cadre. Just things were just not the right way, and I, I felt like I needed to stop where I was at and go somewhere else and try something else. Maybe come back later, possibly. Yeah. So, left the Q course – um ended up over here at carson uh hung out here for a while deployed a little bit was on grf did some uh you know quick reaction stuff you know for uh, attached the 82nd yeah uh, armor crew um then i went to ranger school i uh, knocked that out came back home uh back here to carson obviously um fourth id i uh, switched over to infantry uh obviously with a ranger tab you can just switch over that you don't have to you know do any kind of assessment or anything or any kind of like if you're uh AIT or anything. It's just oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So once you're tabbed, dude, it's automatic. You just think they'll give you infantry. <laughs> so I, because they wouldn't let me leave as a tanker, as, as an armor NCO, there was not enough of us at the time. So they weren't going to let anybody go anywhere. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to RASP. So I got a RASP contract, signed for RASP too. Uh, at that point, man, I was pretty uh, mentally broken with the military. That was my, my nine year mark. Uh, RASP for me was kind of a get out kind of thing. I just need to get away from this place and do something more high speed. Uh, unfortunately, um, I was kind of mentally deteriorated at that point. Yeah. You know, drinking a lot, messing around, and I got a second DUI. And uh, I was kind of given the option. Like, so I luckily had a good record in the military. I did a lot of yeah. stuff. Didn't get any real trouble. Um, so I was kind of given the option, hey, man, do you want to fight this thing and stay in, or are you just ready to go home? And I, I chose to go home, man. I was done. So uh, no, no UCMJ. Didn't get in trouble or anything. Didn't lose rank or anything. They just pretty much gave me the option to leave. So nice. Got out went, man. So pretty rough on that spot, you know, but in between that, a pretty fun military career. Got a lot of good action, you know, but obviously a lot of that fun stuff takes its tolls after a while. So, Oh, for right. sure. I just had a quick question. I mean, uh, how did that feel, dude? Like that day, that day you got out. I know, I know how it felt for me when I got out. Uh, we've talked about how it kind of like for him, but I mean, it seems like we've all kind of gotten out on different circumstances, obviously. Uh, but like take us through kind of like what you were thinking that day. Get sitting there, you know, fresh out, like, oh, shit. <laughs> Brother, I, I was I was lost, man. 
I was in a really, really bad place when I got out of the military. I had no idea where I was going. I, like I said, I had, this was my second DUI, so I didn't have a driver's license. Mm. I just had a son, which I really wasn't, it was kind of unexpected kind of situation. Yeah. Um, so I lost the career, couldn't, didn't have a driver's license, just had this kid, had to serve jail time. I was trying to go to school. And the thing is I had to serve a 30 day stint for the second DUI. So I ended oh, up shit. the first month of school was the first month I had to do in jail. Oh, shit, so dude. Kind of, I, dude, I had a bad, I had been to school a long time already. So kind of had a bad pace, bad start. Um, school just didn't work that well. Uh, it was rough, man. It was really rough. And it only got worse after that, to be honest. So <laughs> good God. It only, got, it only got worse after that, man. So, uh, it's been a long road, man. Like I said, getting out was really tough, especially I know a lot of guys deal with the same kind of stuff, man. It's kind of hard to keep yourself up and yeah. get yourself out of the shit, dude. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard for people to find that purpose. Uh, you know, like that drive, like what, you know, that what's next. And it's even, you know, it's funny. You talked about professional athletes earlier. Um, I often think about that, you know, I was watching, just randomly today, I was watching that Special Forces show on uh, on Hulu. I don't know what channel it's on, but Mike Piazza's on it. And it's like all these celebrities doing like this SF challenge that's like from these four oh, I think I've heard of that. SF dudes yeah, all around the world. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really paying much attention to it, but like Mike Piazza started talking and he was like basically flat out. Like once I took the uniform off, I didn't know, like the obviously the baseball uniform. Um, he didn't know what the fuck he was going to do with the rest of his life, you know, like. I here I spent my whole life uh, in your situation training, uh, training you know wanting to be in the military, going to the military, training to be at that highest level, and then just being like, man, like it's really just not either what is it's not for me or it's not what it was cracked out to be or just you know it's not for everyone you know in that situation too. Uh, not like it's like a I don't know. Sometimes it can wear on you pretty quick. Like nine years in the military can can really feel like thirty. That's years. a long time, dude. <laughs> it is, man. It is a long time when you put it in perspective, especially when you're there. You know. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. That's yeah. That's that's a. That's a and like. Well, you know, like a lot of people say, like you know, you do nine years. Like, oh, it's not a big deal. Then imagine that you still have nine plus more years left. Yeah, it's a long time, dude. Like it's a long <laughs> time to commit to something, and then when you're at ten years. And they're like, hey, man, well, you almost got it. You're halfway through. Yeah. But that 10 years seems like the longest 10 years it's ever going to be. You know, that's a long yeah. time. You picked up so much fucking weight, uh, like Dude. emotionally, you know, so much emotional baggage to the Army in those first 10 years. that You're like, I don't know. Them next 10 look like they're 40. I got to be honest, man. You, you got to see a lot of unless unless you're in a non-combat job and you're just skating through those 20. I'm not saying skating, but like right. yeah, 20 years and you didn't have a lot of pushback, a ton of stress. It was a good career for you. That's one thing, man. But a lot of guys, combat guys especially, you hit 10 years, brother. I can I do That's, I don't know if I can do 10 more years. And if and the thing is the guys that do do 10 more years, bro, you look at those guys' eyes after 20, man. They're done, I see brother. I see those eyes you know at work, saying? dude. I see yeah. those eyes at work, especially when I travel up to um uh when I travel up to Fayetteville where Fort Bragg's at and I got all these uh you know all these operators that are that have served over over 15 and they're they're you know they're they're being med, med boarded out and like dude they're they're young cats man they're they're younger than i am and when i got out and just you can just see in their you can just see in their eyes they're like i'm i'm 25 but in my in here i'm like 65 like <laughs> and like and, and and i read like the the list of what they're being seen for the, all the claims you know and they deserve all of it but like i'm i'm, re I'm reading it to the doc and it's just like this, 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 you know, pretty much every joint accessible 
they're being seen for. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If these guys jump out of airplanes or whatever. It's like, how old are you? 25. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Your paperwork looks like you're 65, bro. Yeah, real, man. That's funny. I was just talking to McKenzie about that yesterday. He was like, man, they were going through my paperwork because he just got out after – well, he's going through getting out right now. Oh, uh, yeah. After his full 20. And he was like, bro, they started like, looking at my body and all my records. They're like, you have the body of like a 65-year-old man. <laughs> here's your 20 years it's like uh you know here's your shiny gold watch get the fuck out you know <laughs> oh yeah we um emotional damage this, <laughs> i will i will like um well you know I'll, I'll get started on it so like you know today's you know today's episode is pretty much you know we, we we try to highlight something at least once a week like like a topic and you know this week's topic is you know to stay mission focused and like you know what 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 you have to do, you know, and and hopefully, you know, our, our goal here at VCP at Veteran Chat Project is to, is if, if we can if we can help one veteran or one transition soldier, airman, marine, uh, whatever, then the goal is complete, right? Um, but like, stay mission, stay in mission, mi- staying mis- mission focused, like, um, you know, where you're at now, and then where 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 you where you were when you got out, like, is did you expect you? yourself was this the goal well like i said man like when i when i got out things were pretty bad at the point and uh they only got worse man uh things got way worse after that and like you know i i don't really know situationally wise how i I, how i stuck with a lot of the shit i don't a lot of cats i don't know if would handle the same way yeah um but you i mean i don't know man it's just it's just you just soldiering out right just kind of being you know just kind of knowing that like if i decide to quit or if i decide to give up who do I leave behind? Who's do you have? A, you know, my son. If I just quit now, then what? Then what happens to him? You know, what I'm saying. If yeah. I just decide to leave this, who, who will my family think? What are people going to think that if I just, just fucking give up on life, man? Yeah. You know, and that's a lot of cats. It's really easy to do that. I mean, you get out, things are. You're in a bad place, man. If you don't have a lot of support, obviously moved around for many years. You know, and your family's not close to you anymore as much, and you, know, you get into a bad spot. And now, man, it can be really rough for a lot of cats. I've, I see it a ton, and that's kind of why I the gym is what I'm why i'm going for it, man because i'm tired of seeing cats that feel so lost when they get out you know oh yeah yeah how's it how's that been on the soul dude just knowing that you have that space like you know, that 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 beacon for 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 people to come to it's uh it's, it's been what it's all for man like, like i said man the, the past five years since i've got out i've been fucking crazy man haven't <laughs> been pretty broke got myself in a lot of trouble you know um but luckily it's i've I'm good now. Everything's okay, man. Things are building up. I finally got to a point now where it's, I'm seeing the light on the other side of the tunnel, you know, yeah. so just the, the despair of being out. What am I going to do? What's going to happen? Um, but like I said, man, it took, it's been five years, man. And I, I'm still not balling. You know, I don't have a ton of money in this thing, you know what I'm saying? But that's not really what it's about. The biggest thing for me, you know, is, is like I said, giving, giving guys a, some hope, giving guys a guy to come talk to, man. Come here and work out, come bullshit with me, you know, the music, oh, yeah. me, you know, come, come get that deployment kind of feel, you know, kind of get the lift in. So that's yeah, that's, uh, it's, that's the most satisfying part, man. It's the money has nothing to do with it. You yeah, know? that's. I mean, that's. <clears throat> I feel like that's the best, in my opinion. Uh, but like, that's the best way to get shit out off your chest is pick something heavy and put it down and repeat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's it's for all of us, man. We all. I mean, we all like we all deploy, man. We we all live together. That's where we yeah. all find each other. We all go to the gym together. We all grab each other. Hey, get the fuck up. We're going out there. We're gonna go eat. Come on, boys. We get some food. We're gonna work out. Come back and sleep afterwards. Yeah, like it's, it's kind of how we all got together, man. It's how we all kind of found ourselves and kind of found a community, you know, within <coughs> our own community, you know, to be able to kind of do stuff, to stay positive on when you're not having the best. <coughs> yeah. So it's definitely been it's, it's been nice, man, and having this you know ability to be able to give that to guys is is good. 
on the outside, on the outside looking in, I will say, uh, from my own perspective, it doesn't surprise me where you're at today, as far as like your success, like, cause like I I've always, I've always looked at you as someone like, you know, uh, there's a goal. I'm going to go get it. You know, my, I think my, my, my earliest memory of like meeting you is like, we, I don't know why. I think we were just doing platoon PT down in Iraq that, that first tour. And then, uh, we, uh, you didn't have fucking shoes on for some reason. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Damn, and, I forgot about that. And we dude. were doing suicide sprints, and you smoked the entire platoon. I was like, damn, what the fuck? I remember. <laughs> I forgot about that, dude. I don't remember why I didn't have shoes though. Why was I doing PT without shoes? I, fr- I had totally forgot why you didn't have shoes on. I can't. I don't know if we were getting smoked that day or it was just random PT, but I just, I just remember yeah. feeling like outright shit just because, <laughs> like here, like here's. Here's Crow just, you know, beating everybody. Uh, I mean, everyone's going to beat me on a sprint period, but it's just he's beating everybody in, in without shoes. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, and then I remember, I mean, I was telling, you know, um, the other day I was telling my wife that you were going to be on. I was just, you know, giving her, giving her, you know, like, I was trying to, I was trying to jog her memory of you if she met you before. But I was like, I, I you know, other than the Iraq story, I remember him coming back from selection and, and he was just like, skin and bones and 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 then within a week he just like blew back up (laughs) yeah then i came back bigger after selection somehow yeah so weird well i didn't yeah i did well i really didn't start like i didn't really grow man like until we came back from my rack i didn't really start putting on size you know like yeah so but yeah yeah, I, I remember we were in the second deployment. And someone was like, because uh, this one, like Facebook, it started getting heavier. People were like really using Facebook in like, what was that, like 2010? Yeah. Someone was like, yo, y'all seen Croat? Like, no. Like, he just posted a picture on Facebook. He's massive. Like, he's fucking jacked. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like, oh, damn. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. That's yeah. Those, uh, so I mean, like, I, I'm a, I'm a lot smaller than I used to be, man. Those, I've kind of, I've really kind of honed in what I'm doing with my fitness and how the best way to be about it with and stuff. And yeah, um, back in the day, it was all about size. Yeah. Back in the day, it was just, we just put most weight, just be jacked, all this crazy shit. Uh, I'm way beyond that these days, man. Like I've realized that, especially as we get older. Yeah. And uh, it, dude, you don't need that much mass on you, bro. You don't, man. The joints <laughs> don't like it. Uh, the heart doesn't like it. Uh, mm. There's a lot of reasons why, especially as you get older, man, that you just don't need. I mean, carrying muscle mass is extremely important for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But you don't need to have that much <laughs> it's not always that beneficial yeah i forgot it was i forgot if it was not i forgot i i'm pretty i'm 99.9 percent sure it was you who said like something along the lines of like make yourself harder to kill or something like that yeah and, like all it's about baby yeah i've been using that like i ever since i ever since i found out you were coming on i don't know i was i i, I remember you i remembered seeing that on one of your posts and like you know, so one of our one of our mutual friends, Colin, that we met on the podcast, like he he got into a situation where he was like, you know, uh, some someone got gunned down in Seattle or something. And like, you know, he he was carrying a sidearm or whatever. And he helped, you know, he pretty much helped de-escalate the situation in general. And then I just all, all I do, all I do was like, it's like that's that's what happens when you make yourself harder to kill. You know, when good, you good, do be that person, you. man. Like it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't you know, take a lot to be you, we already have, especially us as soldiers, we already have yeah. that ability a lot of guys just want to give up when they get out, man. You don't have, you're still a fucking killer, bro. You're always mm-hmm. a killer and you can always be that person in a situation that can be the one that can change the dynamic of how it goes, you know? Oh yeah. If you know, you, you just doing three days a week in the gym and just making sure you're training every once in a while doing your stuff. 
you can be that person that can you literally change the outcome of a situation, you know? Is that something that you proactively like decided to keep doing? Cause that's, that's one thing I noticed for sure. Like other than your lifting stuff, like you're very, very proactive on like, on, you know, on, you know, pretty much staying, staying, you, you know, I don't know how to, ready. yeah, being ready. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. That's it, man. It, like, it's just, like I said, over, over, like, then a lot of the, you know, the, the tactical stuff and a lot of uh, been around the army, did a lot of fun stuff and you just really start picking up what's important and what's not. And uh, I just, if you have the ability to be a protector, you know, yeah. to be that shepherd, um, and, and it's not about talking shit and being some alpha guy or whatever. That's, <laughs> that's cheesy, man. Yeah. But just being, just knowing that you have the ability to protect you and yours, yeah. uh, that you're staying fit, you know, you're, you're promoting the same thing to your family and your friends, make sure they're on the right page, you know, like not preaching, but Hey man, you know, make, Hey man, you, did you lift today or whatever it is, you know, that kind of small stuff. Hey man, you want to go shooting? You want to go train today? You know, whatever it is, staying, staying sharp, you know, is I think is extremely important, man. That's what separates guys like, you know, like us from, you know, just the average dude who doesn't can't defend himself or his family, you know? Hmm. Damn. And especially, I mean, it's a mindset too. Cause I mean, I'd sit and talk to my wife when I'm out, you know, and I'm just like, you know, if someone did this or like did that and like they could sweep this whole restaurant or, you know, stuff like that. And she's just like, how do you know that? Like, how you know, like, I'm just like, well, it's just as simple as like, she's never even looked at anything. Like just being that. aware, man. Like that's, that's the difference between being a soldier and having that kind of stuff, you know? And like, and that's why I want, I don't, I hate seeing soldiers lose that. Like you were, hmm. you know, that stuff you were trained with, you went to combat, bro. You deployed. You know that stuff, but a lot of guys get out and they just they lose the edge, lose the sharpness, man. It starts to kind of go down. They just, oh man, you know, I hurt my knee, and I'm just gonna gain the weight and let it go. Like I, it makes me sad, bro. I, I don't like seeing that stuff because I, we're we're warriors, bro. We're warriors. You guys went through all the same stuff I did. We all went through it. You, you don't have to lose it when you're out, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying you got to go be some kind of tactical monster and just in the shooting range every single other day, whatever it is. You know, you don't got to do all that, man. But just yeah. you know. Right. Just train with your family, nice. train with your buddies, you know, going out and doing some workouts every once in a while, getting at the range, that kind of small stuff. It's, it's important, man. And like I said, someday it will pay off. When you're, uh, you know, during that rough stint, when you got out, you know, was, was that what you was that what you leaned on just training to, that's just to help your mindset? That's it, man. And that's literally why, that's why it leaned me into opening the gym and it reminded me of what, what is important, what, how much fitness does help out. But dude, I have clinical depression, man. We have PTSD, you know, we've all, all the stuff. Fitness is what does it, man. Fitness mm. is the only thing that will pull you out of that that slump and get you back into thinking, like, hey man, you know what? I I can do something. I'm not I'm not done yet. I still got something in me. Yeah. Keep moving, keep being motivated, and show that same stuff to other friends, people around you, you know. Yeah. Not the uh, cocktail that the VA gives you. That shit doesn't help you. Brother, I, I mean, it helps some people, but I mean I can't. It, yeah, you know I, what? You know, like I think there's I think there's ways to, to use that stuff. I'm not saying medication is the devil. <clears throat> yeah, same. Point, you know, obviously there is good ways to work into it and utilize it when it needs to be used. But what I do, I, I'm off all meds at this point. I'm off everything. I've been off everything for a couple of years now, dude. Like fitness and just staying focused on what the real goal is, has really been the biggest thing to keep me out of those depression spouts and all that stuff, man, is it's always fitness, man. Fitness has always yeah. brought me out of it. Hell yeah, dude. Any, uh, fuck. Yeah, I could definitely say. I mean, there, I mean, there, there's science behind it. I'm obviously the working. Oh out yeah. Before. I mean, it's it's not it's not like I'm just a myth or making up. Like, oh, work out to be no. It's a you know. It's, well, that's why the army it's a thing, does man. It's science. in the morning. You know, like they do that at six thirty or whatever in the morning because that's what you know it releases those endorphins. It's like a cup of coffee dude. every morning, and it keeps you sharp. I'll tell you what, man. Do I I don't like to have to do it, man. But getting up and doing PT or doing cardio, I'll say it like even half an hour, stand twenty five minutes at six thirty in the morning, six o'clock. 
bro, it sets my day up for a whole different level. Just that little bit of cardio, getting that heart rate up, man, get a little sweat going. It'll really set the mood for a, for a better day. You know? Yeah. And obviously, we don't, we don't want to do that shit. It sucks. I, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't like working out. <laughs> I don't really like to work out. I do it because I know I need to, man. It's something we have to do. I know that if, I know that if I don't work out, that someone's going to be pushing me on a wheelchair when I'm 50. And I don't want to, I don't want to put that burden on somebody else, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, it's you being, you have the ability to be a strong, healthy male or female, whatever it is. Continue with that ability and be an asset to somebody, not a liability, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I can agree with that as far as like the, I hate working out. It's, it sucks, dude. But as soon as you start, it feels fucking great. Right. Anyway, <laughs> it's good. But like the whole idea of like, oh, I got to get up and I got to go in there yeah. and do this. It's not really fun. No one really, you can say you like to do it, but I don't think anyone really, really likes getting up at 5 a.m. to go do cardio. Yeah. But like I said, man, in the end, that five minutes of all oh, this sucks turns into a whole day of this is an awesome day because I got to work out, you know? Yeah, that's my so, hardest thing. I think it's like I, I, I'm all, all on board. Like I want to get up, and I'm like, I know that's my only time I can really get up and work out. Especially being a stay-at-home dad, it's like, dude, I could get up and crush it in my basement for an hour, but I don't. And it's always that fucking, uh, just that trading that five minutes of comfort. For that's it, man. It's, it's just what it's the opposite of what you said, and that's just like, yep, there it is. Like. I mean, it's always been right there. It is. I'm going to wake up early tomorrow. She's like, <laughs> that's why it's so tough because it is right there. Literally, it's just the one decision of put the damn pants on, get in the car, and driving to the gym, you know. But like, probably not even. Walk you just got to get over that little. That, <laughs> once, you're that, dude, you're in the, once you're in the gym, it's whatever. Once you're working yeah. out, you're there. You know? You're already but there. It's, you just got to, in the morning, you just got to find that thing in your head, build yourself up to find whatever it is you, you grab to use. That's why you get up and that's why you go do it, you know. Just gotta find another, that. Another thing too could be like leave your shit uh, pre-laid out, like in the army, like like they taught you, like lay out your fucking Damn. uniform for the gym in the morning, dude. Lay it out at night. Get up, get right into that shit. Man. I don't know if I could ever do that shit again. I still do that when I got shit to do in the morning. I still fucking lay out my my clothes for the next day. I was I was One supposed less thing I got to deal with. Oh well, yeah, I, I, I was never good about that. <laughs> I, I'd be like pre-selection, bro. Like packing my shit at three thirty in the morning. I'm like trying to fix stuff in there. Always, I was always like that. Dude, on the plane tomorrow. Oh, let me start putting stuff together. Like every time. Yeah, I've always been that. I'm a last minute. I mean, today, like I, I mean, I usually don't travel for work anymore, but like I volunteered to go just because we were shorthanded. And I was, you know, I left, I left the house. You know, I woke up at four o'clock this morning. I'm like rummaging through my closet trying to find like scrubs, you know, because I, I don't wear them anymore. I'm like, what the fuck are these? You know, my wife's like, did you not get ready the night before? I was like, who you forget who you're talking to? I don't fucking do that. <laughs> it's like you're an army man. It's like, not not even in the army. I did that. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait a second. Time out. Yeah, wait, I wasn't in the army, so let's get that straight. Damn, dude. I thought I wasn't the only one. I thought I was like, it's the one thing I did that I was like, because well, like I said, uh, I like to, to get all the work done so I can go to sleep. No, <laughs> smart. Dude. I mean, if I was smarter, I would do that, but well, yeah, I don't, I don't. lazy, I guess. That's what you really call it. Lazy or just like, I don't know. I like to, I like to maximize my, my, my recovery date. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> that's what it means. That's like, all it means. Most rest I can for any <laughs> Yeah. Maximize the rest. Oh, you want some headphones too. Dude, how, so, you know, on the lighter side of things, like, you know, uh, you know, in the past five years, what's it, you know, what's it like being one, uh, a dad, two veteran and three at the same time being a business owner. It's good, man. Dude, I'm, 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 
the hap- I'll be honest with you, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life at this point right now. Hell after yeah. all the shit, after it's all gone, like literally things are like I'm not I'm not rich by any means. I don't have a ton of money or anything. Mm-hmm. But even with that all being said, I, I'm literally the happiest point I've ever been in my entire life. Hell um, yeah. Just having a son, yeah, having, you know, a business that's I wouldn't call it fully successful yet, but it's we're going somewhere, you know what I'm saying? And uh and the fact mm-hmm. that having the, the veteran background is I yeah, I'm pretty grateful, man. The fact yeah. that I got to serve that time and hang out with you guys and and do that stuff. You know, obviously it was years ago. You know, it's kind of behind me, but um, I'll never take that stuff back, man. There's there's nothing more, you know, that I hold over my heart than the time we spent in the military. You said something key there, like you know, you know, putting that stuff behind you. We we talk about that a lot on the show, like you know, being um, you know, being proud of who, being proud of the uniform you put on, but at the same time, like not letting it identify you. What do you feel about that? So. <laughs> We can get into some on that. Uh, I'm very, I, I'm, I'm really kind of pro that. I don't like, I'm not a very flashy kind of guy for the most yeah. part. I don't really, you're not going to have me go around telling people that, you know, that's the, you're not going to hear that from the first thing I say to you when I meet you. Like, oh, yeah. you're not going to, you're going to dig it out of me probably at some point, or you'll just kind of listen to me talk and figure it out yourself. You know, but, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I mean, I, I think I'm more humble when it comes to the point of, I don't, I don't just voice that stuff. I'm proud of what I did, man. I'm proud of the boys and the stuff we got into and, uh, that's, that's all I need, man. I don't, I don't need to express it and tell people, man, I, you know, it's, I obviously want people to know this is a better known business, you know, and it's, you know, that I support veterans. That's what we're here for and stuff, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't need to be my identity. You know, that's not, I'm not just the veteran, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that like, you know, kind of ties into like, you know, this week's, you know, this week's topic of like staying mission focused. Like, I don't think it, you know, in, in my opinion, I don't I don't think you can successfully navigate your life after the military if you just keep holding on to that identity, because, you know, that DD-214 is that's the end date. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I, I for one, had that problem, you know, that fucking bro vet like <laughs> I served like I did that. You know, I'll, I'll be the first one to say I fucking did that for the first probably two, three years after I got out. And just like just having that like having I mean, that like you're not, proud not verbally. Yeah. Yeah. Not verbally saying it, but just having that mentality of like. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? You know. And it, and it and it took it took a lot for you know it took a lot to to humble myself and just be like, yeah, let's get over it. The chapters closed. So, and that's I see that a lot with guys. For for me, it was so honestly when I got out, man, I was I was pretty under the weather with my stuff. Dude. I didn't want to talk about the military. I want nothing mm. to do with it, dude. I was I, I lost everything, bro. The military pretty much ate me up and spit me out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't really have that essentially coming out just because I was kind of almost embarrassed a little bit, you know, about my situation and, and the stuff that had happened, you know, I didn't really want to go around and talk about what, you know, the whole aftermath and whatnot, but I do see a lot of guys that it is their biggest hindrance, man, is they'll, they'll hang up on the fact that what they did in the military was all this stuff and, uh, or the injury, whatever it is, they just carry that stuff on for a year, two, three, five, yeah. eight years. And all of a sudden you're still the same guy that you were in the military. We all, we all know we weren't the best dudes, Especially coming out. We had a lot of maturing to do, a lot of growing up to do, obviously, yeah. you know, coming out of the military. Yeah. So if you're sticking yourself, your personality, who you were when you got out, it's probably not going to progress very well, you know. Yeah. A lot of guys, same thing. A lot of guys are just 40 years old, but out for 15 years, man, and just still on this same old shit and not really progressing as a person, you know, or emotionally or, you know, maturing and. Yeah. ERBs on the windshields, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, be, be proud. I think you should. Of course, you should yeah. be proud, but, but man, there's there's an extent where you can like take it down a notch, yeah. Yeah, take it down a little <laughs> bit. Down. Yeah, bro, you're a vet. I got you. Back her down. Back yeah, I got down. A, yeah, I got a buddy back in my hometown. Like he'll send me photos every time. He'll send me photos of just 
He's like, hey, what do you think about this? And he'll, I don't know, I don't know where they're at, and I don't know how they're coming out of my hometown, but it's like there's a shit ton of them of just people driving around, guys, and it's always a guy driving around in the truck with like all the awards on the back windshield, and he'll just send me a text. He's like, hey, what do, what do you think about this? I'm just like, oh. It's well, I, yeah. Thank you for your service, bro. Come on. My service, Hey, hey, hey! You forgot to thank me for my service. <laughs> no, like I said, man, I think I think you should probably what you do, but at the same time, I think a lot of guys really—that's their whole personality, yeah. and that's not a very—it's not a very well, for one. It makes us look like shit. Yeah. Other guys that want to be just just vets who are just living our life, man. I'll be wrong. I'm kind of a hippie at this point. I don't even really like to. I'm not kind of lean away from the military side. I mean, I'm kind of like you know, kind of going the other way on the hippie shit. Um, so when guys that go around with the whole alpha men attitude and kind of bumping their chest and shit and want to reference back, they were veterans at one point. And well, I did this and like, dude, that's you're kind of crushing for the guys that just want to coast through, man. And just you know, have a respectful end they of their military. Fly career. under the radar and and yeah, you know, be uh be a fucking used to society. I think that's my biggest purpose anymore is uh is being uh being of service is definitely something that i'm really trying to be and it's funny that you said that about the gym because that's literally what we're trying to build with this uh just a place bro like a place that people can come hang out listen to us talk listen to us be here well um, that's why i'm down with you guys i, I want to be more involved with this i think you guys are doing awesome stuff man this is this is where it's at like i said there's what else can we be doing besides helping out other people right like we we've got what we needed out of stuff man we did our time yeah i feel like if especially as a better man like, i think you get the most satisfaction out of doing things like this, out of helping other people, man. Like that's, that's what we do. It's what makes it easy. I just think it's, it's a good route to go, man. When you have the ability to do it. Yeah. Dude, there's something about giving back to those, to, uh, to, to, to your fellow brothers and sisters that just feels, I don't know. It feels, uh, it's, it sounds cheesy to say, but it feels better than a paycheck most of the time. Just that, that feeling of giving back to those who served. And it just like, you know, yeah, I just half the time, I don't care that I am a vet. It just feels good to do that. You know, that's why, you know, doing what working where I work and just seeing all these vets come through and like you know, what's I think what's most the most unfortunate that I see on a day to day basis is is like the big the big difference between like Vietnam War vet Vietnam era vets and our generation of vets or even newer generation of veterans. It's like dude, there's such a <clears throat> there's there's such a massive difference. You know, those you know, the bro vet got created with our generation of veterans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Else, yeah. yeah. And it's like. Damn it! I wish you know. I, w- I, w- I wish there was a. Uh, I'm sure there was, but I, I wish there was more of a community like 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 we have built, like you have built, we have, other people have built back in the day for those Vietnam era vets, dude. Yeah, that, that is unfortunate. I mean, those those guys, yeah, didn't have uh, nearly as much support as you know as that we can find. Yeah. Yeah, no, they just came home and got spit on, and then most of them were addicted to heroin. Not most, a lot of them were addicted to heroin. Uh, I mean, that's just a shitty fucking time to be. Yeah, it's altogether. it is unfortunate, man. And like, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully, like I so said, what we're doing, man, we can kind of build up, you know, and try to try to make a, a more wholesome community. I guess you could say a little yeah. more supportive and wholesome stuff for the guys that are still trying to, you know. Yeah, yeah speaking thing is like is like oh sorry. No, go ahead, dude. My thing is like finding people that have found their purpose uh, and then asking them basically like how, you know, like what uh, Casey likes to ask this one too. It's like, um, like, what was that one moment for you after you got out that was like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, or did you know that like basically getting out like, oh, I'm just going to open this gym and I'm just going to be there. And or did like how long 
or uh, I mean, let me restop because he was talking. Uh, <laughs> no, you're good. When was that moment for you? Like, when was that? Oh shit! This is this is my purpose now. This is what I'm gonna do. So, like I said, man, I got out and uh, I things were kind of rocky-ish, and uh, they only got worse. So I actually lost the the ability to even do security stuff, pretty much. So that and that was my that was my background. So I got out and I was like, well, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I've, I've got Ranger qualified, SF, all this stuff. I can do whatever. And literally two months out of the Army, I was I was down in Puerto Rico making 30 grand every I year. saw that shit. Yeah, I you know that. what I'm saying? Like, I was crushing it. So I had I didn't care. I was kicking out of the Army, so I was, I was doing whatever. Well, that was I, within that first year, I lost that ability. Oh, shit. So, I, so pretty much all my, everything I learned in the military, was, it was null and void. Couldn't use it anymore. Couldn't, can't carry a gun. Couldn't do anything. So that all went to shit. So now I'm just I'm stuck, bro. No license. Can't carry. I had a kid. I have no, I can't go to school. I'm just completely in the shit. Dude. I'm falling apart at this point. And then it took me back to where, where am I? I'm like, what, what do I, what do I have? What is the one thing that no one can ever, ever take from me? My fitness, my body, right? Mm-hmm. This is one thing that I can always build. I can always work on. I can always improve. No one can ever take this from me. So I got back into my head, started doing the right thing. Started falling back into fitness, went to a uh, personal trainer school, knocked it out and got out and was like, this is, so it, it took about two years, two years for me to kind of figure out my thing. Kind of get past the rockiness of what I wanted to do to realize yeah. what I needed to do was um it took a little while, it took a couple of years to realize what I needed to do, man. But once I knew what I wanted, it, it, it all kind of set in and it really it was just that was it. Yeah, it's crazy how things kind of align themselves once you find I'm like once you feel something to your purpose, uh, and then you start going after that. It's it's funny how things kind of align themselves to help you uh, as long as you can see the signs. Really, uh, like when we started this podcast, we we're like, dude. This, this is gonna be stupid. No one's gonna listen, you know. And it's like, you know, we had so many guests come on to share their stories, and uh, it's just. I know, buddy. I know. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's dude. Like, no one. I had no support opening this gym, and this is during COVID. Also, so there was all the gyms being were just getting shut down. Oh, yeah, all gyms are getting closed. They weren't even letting anybody do this stuff. All the local, all the little gyms were gone, dying. Um, you, you got to make a leap, bro. Just like you got. I mean, same thing. You got to like. Yeah. You have to know what you know is right deep down inside and what you know is going to work. And whether you think anybody else, fuck everybody else, right? You just got to do yeah. it. So I got the two leaps like you guys did, man. And just, you know, when, when, when your heart is into something and you know it's what you want to do, it usually works out for you, you know? Yeah. You just get you when, gotta, you gotta be dedicated though. You know? Did you get, did you have like an aha moment? Like after you set your, your, after you set your like kind of purpose and you know, your purpose kind of set itself in place and you know, you were like, yes, the gym. Like, was there an aha moment where you're like, yes, I'm doing the right thing? No, I I, I always knew that was. That, yeah. I've been wanting a gym for a long time. It just didn't really come into. It was it was kind of hard to imagine that. It's kind of hard to imagine. I'm going to do my own gym. Everyone talks about their own business. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was always kind of like a thing in the air for a long time until that point, about two years after the Army. It was like, just do it, man. Just do it. Go for it. See what happens. Um, I don't think there was an aha moment knowing of like that. I, I knew it was the right thing, man. I just yeah. know, there, there's no one out here doing this. There's no one out here directly helping out vets. Everyone's always adding these like, oh, they have tech programs, whatever it is for, for money reasons. There's no yeah. one out there who's actually, there's no owners in this damn town who sit in their gym and promote people to come in and talk to them. Like you it's walk into the gym, you're not going to meet the owner. You're going to meet some guy at the desk who's going to talk to you, do, yeah. some, do your paperwork, and you're going to leave your to the guy again. Yeah. With me, you're going to come in, you're going to talk to me personally, and make sure, you're, make sure you're comfortable where you're at, make sure your program is good, you're happy with what you're doing. Anytime you walk in this door and you're working out, you come talk to me. You know, so that's, that's, awesome. that's open door policy, man. I want you, I want you a question about your programming. Come ask me a question about your diet. You had a bad day. Come fucking talk to me, man. That's, that's an, that's an, that's an NCO yeah. right there, dude. 
<laughs> so that's that's what I'm doing here that no one else is fucking doing. I'm at the personalized experience. You come in here and actually know the owners, know the other people, man. We have events, barbecues and stuff like it's not just a ten dollar gym you walk into and just do your thing and walk out. You know, like you can feel comfortable here. Know that you have any questions or anything, man. Come talk to me. Oh yeah, you're, you're joining tribe. Sure, oh sure. yeah, tribe shit. It's back. Hell yeah, dude. dude uh, shit, I was gonna ask something about the gym too. Um, so, oh yeah, you're talking about pro. Like, do you do you program everyone's work? Like, do you program for everybody that walks through the door? No. So, so for for members, what I kind of do is like, uh, if you're a member here, obviously. If you're so I do coaching uh, right programs, obviously I can't do it for free, you know, um, but if you're a member here and you come in here and you have your you have programming, you're working on something you got offline, whatever you're doing, come talk to me about it. Because you have a well, how's my spot form looking? I got yeah. you. Hey, man, does this program look like some guy gave me this, this look very good. I'll go over it, make sure it's good. Check it for you. Help you out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll walk out there, walk through with some stuff like whatever you're doing. I'll make sure you're on the right path, especially for what you're trying to do, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but also I do, if you want to, um, so I also do stuff for like uh, SWAT, military, guys who are special operations courses and stuff. So I have programming for that also. If you're getting ready for a big prep school, I have that kind of stuff also. That's badass, it's dude. Kind of, it's kind of my, that's kind of my, so I'm a tactical strength conditioning facilitator. That's my, I've seen, I've, like as a coach. I've, I've seen a couple of the, I think you posted a couple of, or, or your members have posted like a couple of their transition or um, is it transitions or results? Yeah, you can call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, transfer. Yeah, that's the words I was looking for. Um, have you, have you, um, with that prepping for like the Q course and stuff, have you had any like feedback so, on that? I haven't had any, I haven't had any kids directly go into the Q yet. I've got a few guys like police, like police department kind of stuff. Um, a lot of guys just use the program just to get so really the program is kind of written, to, it really is for overall, like just to be ready. It's, I call it the ready. Yeah. Program. It's honestly it kind of gives you everything, man. It gives you, builds your strength, builds your mobility. Uh, endurance is good, you know, working on the cardio, it's, it's all all incorporated in there. So for my main program, from there, you can kind of take that and we can accelerate that and add to something more special operations oriented. Or like I said, the program really works good for just, just being overall in basic square fitness. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah I haven't had any guys who have to go to the queue with the by programming yet. Um, but it's, I mean, it's working pretty well for the guys that are doing what they're doing with it, you know, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, those were, I mean, those 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 posts I've seen look fucking amazing. I mean. Yeah, I got some, it's, the program's pretty good. I've, I've been working on it for about two, three years now, man. It's it's literally everything I've done in my entire military career is all rolled up into, rolled up in this programming. So I'm pretty proud of it. I got a question here from, uh, I don't I don't know if you remember uh, Alder from Heavy Company. Was Sounds he there? Were you there when he was there? Because I think he, he came after that first first deployment we were with together. But he's he's asked like uh fire fire do you do firefighter training? Absolutely, man. Yeah. So like anything like EMT, uh first responder, um, special operations course kind of stuff, I can definitely so most of my programming I try to write for people here in the gym, but like I said, I can definitely work with somebody outside and do kind of stuff like that also. Hell yeah, dude. So with the you know, you know, I, I want I want to be able to like talk about you know your gym as much as possible because i think it's i think it's all you know what we're doing what we're doing here is all you know is all digital or virtual having like a virtual space to meet together but like what the stuff you're doing is is i think is is amazing because it's it's a physical place you can actually go visit talk to somebody and i think you know we're you know other than fitness i think my you know i believe talking is a great is is one of the greatest forms of therapy other than other than just sweating you know, Absolutely, man. so I, I think that's cool as shit. So, you know, with the gym in mind, what's, you know, what's, 
where you're at now, where do you see the gym in the next like five years? I don't know. Or do, you, or, or do you even look that far ahead? So, you know, honestly, I, I don't look that far ahead. Um, I kind of know where things are going to end up at. I, I don't think I'm going to do more than one location. Uh, I'd like to expand this place. Obviously I've got a really good yeah. deal going on here with a, with the property and stuff. Um, so probably expand. I'd like to do something outside, have an outside um, training mm. area, you know, obstacle courses, you know, uh, some turf out there, that kind of stuff. So it'd be kind of fun. Uh, obviously some cold baths, some saunas, that kind of stuff, more uh, recovery yeah. kind of stuff, you know. You do that um, too? That's, that's the main goal. So yeah, just kind of expanding it into more of a, um, a, a real athletic performance facility, you know. Nice. But also then also the more events, get teams together, start doing it, you know, doing um, – Obstacle course races, that kind of stuff. And I really want to build build the community up and kind of go with that also. That's another big part. That's awesome. How has been the I mean, I'm sure I mean I'm how is the speaking of the community, how's been how how has the community been as far as like being receptive to you know to you being there? So that it seems to be it seems to be the big seller here, man. Is it like I said that I'm that I'm here, that I'm actually you can talk to me, that I'm I'm not just some some dude that sits behind the desk, you know what I'm saying? I'm actually an athlete, I'm a veteran. I can actually give you proper advice plus talk to you about whatever's going on today. You know what I'm saying? We've done yeah. it all. I know how to handle that kind of stuff. Um, so it's, it, I think it's a big selling point here, man. People really like the fact that they can walk in here. They knew who I am. They feel comfortable. They can talk to me, no bullshit. So um, I, I think it, it works out really well for us. Hell yeah, dude. Well, um, really good, man. you should, uh, you ever think about putting a, like a, like a range or attach a range to your gym? That would be sick. So that's something we're really thinking about. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't be able to do it probably here. Oh, okay. Because um, I mean, I'm, I'm in town right now, obviously. Um, but that's definitely something that we'd like to expand and possibly work on, like, uh, trying to think how to explain this. Um, doing even, like, uh, leadership-type courses. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a weekend course. You sign up, you come down there for a two-day stint. You learn how to do some movement, a little bit of shooting, a little bit of stress shooting, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that kind of stuff to kind of build you up, kind of make you more confident in what you're doing, you know, and kind of feel more able about what's going on. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, something we're definitely kind of looking into your next. But that's for it to be a full tactical kind of range facility. That'd be awesome. That'd be overall. Sick. That'd be yeah, kind of great. That would be sick. <laughs> yeah. Just get the full spectrum of training, dude. Come that's on. kind oh, of. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I don't know if you guys ever talked to you. Remember Joe McCoy? Yeah. Yeah. We're actually no, working on something pretty, pretty big right now. So maybe uh Maybe here in the future, you might hear some more from us about what's going on. But if it goes down the way it should, you guys will definitely hear more about it. But oh, something yeah. like that to a way bigger extent may be happening for too long. So, congrats oh, to that dude, dude, by the way. Yeah. He's having yeah, a kid. He's killing it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kid coming, man. Or another kid. It's my bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Getting dude, that's fucking that, Yeah. That's fucking sick, dude. So I can't. Lot, man. We're um, just so people know, where, where, where is Apex Animal House located? So Apex Animal House is located on the east side of Colorado Springs, Colorado. So, yeah, just uh, kind of actually it's right by uh, Peterson Air Force Base, about 15 minutes north of Fort Carson. Oh, shit. So, like, the veteran community, is big. I assume it's big there. This would actually be a So Colorado Springs has the too. biggest veteran community in the country. Really? Like, oh, yeah. There's, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's, like, over 80,000-plus vets. Because they all come Here. back because it's fucking well, yeah, no one, yeah, exactly. Or they don't leave, you know what I'm saying? Everyone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking I mean, pretty, y'all dude. been to all the armor stations and shit. We've been to all the <laughs> army duty stations, it ain't for this, this is it. yeah, you know, <laughs> you're, you're not gonna leave, you know what I'm saying? For compared to Fort Sill or, or Fort Hood or some shit, <laughs> no, all yeah. that's like help with active shooter awareness. Uh, I mean, that would be like a good program. Is that what you said? Did you say that too? Like, just even just civilians, you're just to, to have the knowledge of like what to look for. In a situation right, and that's yeah. Even food. simple, just simple stuff. I mean, a lot, a lot of people have. I mean, not to be mean, but like they have no fucking idea. 
Yeah, right. it's not their fault. No you know, like you said, it's not to be mean, but it's not their fault. They just never had to look it up. Never right. had and, a, and a lot of guys think they bag killing them on the highway. <laughs> right. Know? And a lot of dudes think they 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 oh they used to play ball in school or they got in a few fights in high school or you know, and they really think they're about some shit. But like I said, until until you know you really get in a situation, you realize that you're probably not really about that shit. Yeah. So you, um these confidence building courses, like leadership courses, man, just kind of give guys more more an actual reference of what's really happening, not just, well, I bet you I kicked that up. I pulled my gun and fucking yeah. Okay, buddy, like you can be that guy, but you know, you actually actually knowing some all? stuff would probably help you out a lot more, you know. What'd you say, Kyle? Chad, you listen to podcasts at all? Like uh and like normally? No, nah, I've been I kind of started to me and my old ladies kinda put me on to some mind pump. Yeah. Listen to those guys. That's about it, though, man. But I might start listening to you guys a little, uh, a little more often, though. We do, all right. Um, but I was actually so – I just thought of this as uh, we were talking about that. So there's a dude um, – so, you know, John Bernthal, the dude that plays the Punisher, he's got a podcast called Real Ones. And on his show uh, a while back, he had a dude – so there's that shooting in Colorado Springs, remember? One of the – one of the, I think it was one Club of the uh, – Yeah, that one. He's the yeah. guy that stopped the shooting did an interview with uh with John Bernthal and it's like dude if you want to go to a fucking emotional um wherewithal I guess you could say of like the mindset oh cuz he was SF he was a lieutenant I mean he was a was an army yeah. officer SF officer uh and he wasn't anymore so he was like I think 5 7 10 years past the army you know but stayed there lives there um mm. But like his whole that whole story, that whole podcast is fucking insane. Just to think, like he was even saying it too. He's like, man, I was thought I had my shit together. He's like, I'm sitting here fighting with this dude for what I felt like it was three, four hours. They said it was nothing but like two minutes. Oh shit! You know, and it's just, but I mean, it just kept going on. That was a pretty nasty situation. That was bad, dude. Dude, like, since I've lived here, I think there's been five mass shootings here, maybe. No shit, dude. This it's been. So we had so there was that Club Q, there was a plan uh, or Planned Parenthood, there mm. was downtown Colorado shooting that was like in 2012. Don't there was the there one was on Batman. Carson, and then the there was Aurora, that was wild. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was in Colorado alone. There's been a ton, but it's the Springs alone. There's been like four or five since I've been here, like pretty crazy. Like there was the the Planned Parenthood was literally two blocks from my house, dude. Like we were hanging out, drinking beers on a Saturday. All of a sudden, you hear cops going by and stuff. You look out there. They block up all the roads. It was a block up, man. That guy was going after doing work. Just Holy fucking. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Lot, well, the, the Springs, man, you have a lot of, like, it's hard to explain, man. There's a lot of weird people here. A lot yeah. of weird people. A lot of, like, there's a lot of, like, Christian extremists and stuff. And you have, like. Oh, God. There's just a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of variables, man, for things to go kind of wrong around here. That's why I live Dakota. <laughs> Yeah. Well, fuck that. <laughs> that's why I moved. That's part of it. Yeah, come. Yeah, hence I why did, I did being, post a link for anyone that's curious for that show, specifically that episode, um, in the comment section. If you want a good listen, especially you, I think you probably get a lot out of it just to 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 be inside of that mindset again and hear it from someone else, even in that situation. Yeah. Uh, but it definitely is an eye opener to me. Even though I don't really go to clubs and shit no more, I don't. I don't do all that, but I mean, I remember back in the day, me and Chad used to go to the club all the time. Right. <laughs> it was like, right, we got our basic, it was like, oh, let's go to this club. And it was, what was that one? Uh, well, you know, the thing is, it might not even be the club around here, brother, but you walk in the grocery store, man. Yeah, that's true, too. Oh, when shit. I was there, you when the grocery I lived there, store, that, man, uh, be the ball. shooting in Boulder you know? at the King Supers. Straight up, Walked dude. into the grocery store and just started shooting people. 
Like, I got. I have a personal question for uh, for me, but for both of you, really, you both can answer this because, because like I like, I, you know, I have a family of six to include myself, right? And like, uh, you know, we're talking about just being tactically aware. It, that stuff doesn't turn off. Um, but I've always like, I've always wanted to have a weapon in the house, but I just, uh, I'm just scared. I don't know. I'm just scared to have one in case like. I don't know. Like, is there? A, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't trust myself to have one. Is, does that? That sounds. That sounds. I know that sounds stupid, but I just uh, like. I mean, nobody like, knows you except you, right? I mean, you know, you're not. Because like, here, uh, here, here's here's ignorant here's, with a weapon. Yeah, I mean, here's a perfect. Here's a perfect example. Like today, there was like you know we were driving and like, uh, and it was a, it was a silly little comment in my head, right? But we were driving and some asshole cut my wife off, and in my head, I'm like, God, I'm so. Like this, these are this is a situation where I'm glad I don't have a fucking gun. Yeah, but you say that, but you're not really gonna fucking pull your gun out and start yeah. shooting at a window with your kids in the car. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, you yeah, realize and realize the implications of even just pulling your gun out. At I know, yeah, yeah, right. yeah and, I, and I know, right? <laughs> like, and I, and I, you know, and I know, defense, and, and I know, and I know, and I, I know, I wouldn't risk my family over over that stuff. But it's like it scares me that if, the fact that I, I I even have those comments in my head, like. Like, bro, you have those comments in your head. That means you're mentally not ready to have a gun. Like, or that I means wrong? that you're running through options in your head. You're just like, oh, yeah, and you're I like, don't... nah, that's not a good idea. And then you just keep moving. <laughs> I agree. I, I think we all have – that's not that's not what should be your, your biggest issue. Like, we all have fucking crazy-ass thoughts. Yeah. But the idea of being a, you know, a, real, uh, a tactically sound person, a real, uh, a real protector, is yeah. to control those thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Is being able to like have that. We all have crazy shit, man. But listen, it's all yeah. depends on do you act on it? Are you going to really do that or not? Or is that a scenario you're running through in your head, like Kyle said? Just something you're going through different things that could happen. You're not actually yeah. going to leave that into place. Yeah. You know? Because um, I think that's the one thing I think I, uh, I wish I had when it comes to like my house. Like I wish I had a form of, I wish I had something to protect the family here at home. But like, get a shotgun and some beans. Like every now and then, I'm every now and then, I'm like, God. I don't, well, so then, I don't think you're ready, dude. You can go get a shotgun at, at any sporting goods store for 300 bucks, a decent shotgun and some bean bags, bro. No one's going to die. Pump someone. Well, right so then if you, if you're not feeling like then maybe, then maybe you and the family along, if their kids are ready, mm-hmm. take some, some courses, you know, even at the local range, do some, some, uh, some pistol courses, you know, kind of get confident, feel more, you know, uh, and I'm sure that a lot of the feeling also comes from not easy because you haven't, handled a gun in a long time you haven't really been around the stuff you don't have one in the house obviously you're not really yeah. spending as much time which kind of makes it easier to be separated from feeling comfortable with having one yeah so taking a course with the kids and the wife you know make sure everyone's comfortable in the house um doing that kind of stuff really kind of help build confidence with that kind of stuff um i mean but you gotta start somewhere man like obviously you're you're a you're an ex-warrior you're still a warrior um you can't i i feel that it's it's for protection of everyone it's clutch to have something like that you know yeah and, um, you just got like you got to find your the right the right route to get into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you're always gonna have those thoughts, man. Being a, being a fucking killer, you're gonna have some crazy thoughts sometimes, dude. Yeah, we were. It's all, it's all about controlling those thoughts, kill, you, know? you know. Like we were trained to respond with death. And, yeah, I, just want, and I wanted to ask because I don't have anyone here. To, about it, though, yeah, because I don't have anyone here to like pose that question to you because you know you know no one you know obviously I have four kids and a wife and I, I don't hang out with other veterans here because. Yeah, I just don't. But like, yeah, I just wanted to get y'all's opinion on that. Because, but I will say though, like, you know, I haven't, you know, what you're, you know, just being being away from, you know, handling weapons for so long. 
do once you pick like uh was it two years ago uh, two years ago we drove to or i can't remember if it was two or last year but we we drove to texas to visit my my in-laws and uh my father-in-law at the time like he took me to the gun like the gun range that they're a member of and he's like what do you want to shoot of course me you know the first time i handled a weapon was in the army so i just i picked what i knew you know yeah. i was like uh the nine mil and the fucking m4 <laughs> and, yeah. but i but i picked it up dude it was like nothing and that that was like and and that was i think that was a, like a little self-reassurance was like oh, okay so i still got it <laughs> i don't know if i'm ready I'm, for it but I'm i still like, have it uh around weapons now is like i i take i stay huge on like even if i'm not 100 percent, like you know what like i'm gonna sound like an idiot just for being like hey man this this is how you work this right like okay yeah all right cool and like don't be afraid to answer that because i mean i'm sure you're about to agree with that like dude hey because it's better it's i would prefer you ask me a question safe. before you pick up that gun and drop the fucking mag on the ground like a yeah. dickhead so i would way rather you ask a question about a firearm yeah. than just grabbing it that's yeah. that's way no that's a problem like say if you you ask a question tells me that you're you're aware you're thinking about it you're cognizant of the situation if you are unconfidently just go grab a fucking weapon and start operating when you don't know how to operate it that's yeah that's the problem yeah. right just put it down yeah don't yeah just do just don't <laughs> even yeah. so the fact that you think about it you're cautious and you ask about it is way more gives me more confidence in you than if I see you over there just trying to figure <laughs> this thing like oh drop oh where's the mag let me just go like oh, yeah, that yeah now now you're done to me you're done I see that shit like okay you know what I'm gonna take that back you're done with that for a while <laughs> No, so, yeah, no, here's, I, I really here's the water gun today. Here's your problem. squirt gun, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, man, so the clearing barrel. Back to me, honestly, <laughs> sometimes being around a weapon a little more and getting more comfortable might make you feel more confident, more comfortable by just spending time around guys that are shooting, going out to the range a little bit more, practicing, mm. putting yourself around it. Because when you when you separate yourself from the military and you separate yourself from all arms and all guns, and all this stuff. Yeah. Make this barrier of kind of like you become more defensive. Now you're more questioning things. You're like, Oh man, maybe I don't, it's been a while, man. Can I handle this? Get back into them and get the confidence back. And you'll feel a lot more. You won't feel as threatened by yourself when you are more secure with the firearm. That makes, uh, yeah, so that, never, makes, that makes uh, any kind of sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Cause I mean, I've never thought about it that way. Cause yeah. I mean, cause the way you described it is exactly where I'm at. I'm just questioning myself. I don't mean, yeah. Right. You gotta, I mean, you're, you know what it is. You've been there. You're not, are you are you mentally unstable? Like, I mean, like, honestly, are you? No, I mean, no. I mean, are you, yeah. Are you going to like counseling? I mean, actively for anything like that? Are you trying to hurt anybody? If the answer no. is no to that, then get back in the saddle, man. Mm. Find you something to play with. Go, go say, go with the boys. You don't have to buy one immediately. But go out with the boys, do some shooting, man. Go to the range, take a class, take that concealed carry handgun class. You know, that stuff will really build the confidence up, and make you feel a lot more you know, built up in yourself and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. I had, I had a dude too. One of the vets that we saw, uh, like put up last year, he offered me a free course because after, after his exam, he's like, here's my card. Come by. I'll get you, I'll get you licensed for free. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Take that, take that <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, I don't know if I'm fucking ready yet, dude. North Dakota's <laughs> yeah. open carry. You're, you're not, you're not going to be ready until you go after it, man. Until you get back in that saddle dude and start getting back into the tactical kind of mindset. Yeah. You're just going to, it's going to be the same thing. And, yeah, forever, you know. You, you gotta, you gotta step up. There. You know what? Fuck it, man. I'm ready to get back into this thing, dude. I'm, I, I can do this. Get back out there, do a little training. You don't have to buy a gun. You don't have to have a gun on you all the time if you're not there. Yeah. But at least getting out there, training, feel more confident, and you know, being, 
be a little I mean, more ready. You can get that. you one of them wooden ones that they used in. Uh, there you go, a rubber ducky. Yeah, a little yeah. Rubber, you know, <laughs> shine it up. So you put some walnut on there, right? <laughs> so it's a, a nice hue on that thing. What is that? A cherry finish? Nice. Yeah, it's really nice of them. You should write them a thank you card. <laughs> oh, we lost KZ. Oh, he's frozy. We were just that damn funny. I guess. <laughs> oh man, it's crazy. I walked upstairs to my wife had just walked in. She was watching the show on her phone. She's like, I didn't realize that you were actually doing the show with Griffin. <laughs> what else was I supposed to do? I wonder if he's gonna cancel out one of the rubber band guns, clip claps. Where does dude go? Every time, KZ, Jesus. That's South Carolina internet. But yeah, are you uh, are you still you still training, Kyle? What are you doing? You still shooting a little bit? Uh, not really. I haven't shot in a while. It's just kind of expensive. Uh, and I mean, honestly, it was funny. I was going to bring it up, but since we have the downtime to talk about it, um, when you said you know, um, him talking about like, are you dangerous or are you know unstable like that? Like me personally, right now, most of my guns aren't even in my house because I had an incident uh, not two years ago. I was about like right when we moved here, where me and my wife got into an incident. Uh, I started screaming some wild shit um, and basically came home and just crashed out and fell asleep. And then in that time, she came and took all my guns to her brother's or to her sister's house. And I've just since have never tried to get them back. I know I could. I do. Got, she bought me a gun safe for my birthday this year and I got one. I do still have a pistol in there, but I was just like, I've, since then, I'm just like, here's, you forgot this one. Like, if you're that worried about it, like you can have this one too. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know what I mean? And I was like, and only recently have I just been like, uh, like I kind of want them back. Like I, I built an AR after that one that I, I got from Joe. Uh, and then I, I pulled it apart and then built a new one for myself because I wanted to, because it was a lot of fun. It's actually a really fun process building an AR. It's kind of therapeutic, man. It is. It really dude, is I still dude. have all the parts to, uh, to build like all like the, the vice grips and all the other, like all the little tools for, for doing an AR. I was going to suggest that for KZ as well. Like you build yourself. If you get, if you want to get into an AR, build yourself one, man. Dude, that's actually a really good idea, man. Plus, cause I mean, you're not, it's not even a gun at that point. You know what I'm saying? Right. At that point it's, it's Legos and a tool. You're putting something together. Um, you can have fun with it, be more comfortable with it, kind of be attached to that weapon and, and so you'll cool. have a lot more, more feeling, I think, to want to actually utilize that thing and get out and train with it when you put it together. Like Kyle yeah. will say, that's... Like, I haven't even seen mine in two years, but I'm like, right now I'm like, you know what? I wonder if my brother-in-law's up like, yo, can I get my shit? Well, you know, and that's <laughs> kind of late cool. to ask for that, I guess. <laughs> Cause we were saying like, you're, you're, I had mine were gone for a while too. And I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't ready back for them for a little bit, but there's a point where you get to, you're like, all right, dude, you know what? I'm ready to get back to work. I'm ready to fucking kind of get back in the saddle, kind of train a little bit, kind of like I said, you don't got to be out shooting every single weekend, man, but just knowing that you have the ability and that you're so confident and you're, you know, you can grab that thing and still go to work with it. Um, it's a good feeling to have, man. Yep. You know, yeah. just know that you're still self-sufficient. Definitely want to get a little bit more into it. I know we have a shooting range right down the road too. And I can get into membership and I mean, it's North Dakota. There's shooting club. There's gun clubs. Fucking oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <guys have to, laughs> I can get into it. Uh, and yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just at this point, I think if I, if I build, I want, I want to build another AR, but I want to build a 22 uh, just for the the shooting. Like he actually just said, keeping that muscle memory alive, just to yeah. go out and shoot and plink, plink, you know, and do the, do the running movements, do the fun shit. Cause I mean, dude, fuck uh, seven, six or five, five, six expensive. It is man. And I don't, yeah, I don't shoot nearly as much as I used to. I mean, now it's more just to keep, 
just keep tight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get out there once a month, you know, once every two months, whatever it is. Do a little, you know, a little running and gunning. Get the heart rate up a little bit. Yeah, I need to get a new pistol because I, I, well, I like the one I got now. It's uh, the Springfield or this, the Hellcat. That's a good carry gun. I got big hands. Yeah, that's not a that's not a that's not a it's, fighting gun. You know what I'm saying? That's a good. Closer. Yeah, that's a good concealed gun. Good gun to carry around and stuff. But if you're talking about doing some shooting, shooting, you probably yeah. want some little yeah, little four inch barrel, yeah. some little heavier five inch yeah, barrel. I'm just like I'm like man, I'm all over the place with this thing. But inside like twenty five feet, you're going down. So that's what it's meant for. <laughs> man. It's meant, it's, that's what it's built for. You know, awesome this, carry gun. The thing's sexy though. I got the FDE one. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they, those are those are nice little carry guns, dude. They're really nice. I'm a big Springfield guy. Yeah, I like that thing. <laughs> I, I got it because Butters had that uh, that 45 uh, XD, I think, or the new one. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the little ones, the older ones, but from the XD uh, XDS. Oh, not the older ones with the super heavy top. You know what I'm talking about? Like he has a big, just, he has a full size. Yeah. Okay, okay. XD. Yeah. XD. Yeah. Yeah, I know them old, uh, them old Springfields were like super. Like I feel like that slide was like so yeah, those, heavy, dude. Yeah, the old XDs weren't yeah. quite as good. The Hellcats are good now. The XDSs were good little guns. I'm not a huge XD guy, but um, I mean they, they they still run. They work right. Yeah, I got a little fucking uh, what's my shotgun? It's or I just bought a Mossberg, like a little three hundred dollar Mossberg. Uh, that's all you need, dude. I mean, for home defense, Maverick yeah, I mean, or something. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, I do. That's the first shotgun I brought was a, was a Mossberg Maverick, dude. It's a, in, it's, in, dude it's I'm pretty sure I bought one down in um, uh, what was the Academy? Academy. Oh school. yeah, yeah. I still got that pistol that we bought. That oh day. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you still got that damn thing? Yeah, dude. I haven't shot it in years because it, it never really like, dude. It always jammed. Always. Yeah, those things suck. You got a forty-two, huh? Uh, is a forty cal? We both got forty cows, didn't we? No, I got a nine of that. Oh, did one. you? Or no, it was a Smith and Wesson SV nine. Yeah, yeah, SV nine here, SVE nine, SV ninety. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a slick looking little pistol, but it I thought it was cool when we bought them. Yeah, I mean, they see, I mean, definitely junk. <laughs> I tried to sell it, and someone was like, "No." Like <laughs> 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 no, I don't know that shit. Now. Yeah, I mean that's we we weren't very. I, I didn't know a whole lot about what I was buying back then. You know, it seemed cool, so. Is it a piece of shit? Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, it was like, back in the day, it was like the very, they just come, so it seemed kind of high speed. They just came out with them. It was a polymer gun, you know, metal slide, kind of Glock similar, mm-hmm. um, but it was way cheaper. I think we got ours for like 300 I was something say, bucks. It was under 300 bucks. Yeah. It was, it was a pretty good deal at the time, you know, so it seemed cool. But, you know, after once you become more functional, the weapon and understand how they work, you realize it, yeah, it wasn't the best piece overall. Was junk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I had that show you right now. I mean, yeah, dude, it, it fucking jammed almost every every one or two magazines at least. Yeah, like, double feeds like a motherfucker. It's like, dude, I it was like the next level above, like, like yeah, yeah, it really was. it's like it's it was like, like a higher, higher, higher point higher than point. that SVE nine was just for <laughs> just a smidge higher point. I don't, you know, I don't even know what I, I don't know what to do with that gun. <laughs> oh, I think I might trade it in or something for some point. probably. Yeah, I need to get on that boat. I think, yeah, talking honestly, to you guys. Shotgun for for a home defense, a shotgun's going to be your best bet because I honestly people don't understand. Like, if you, I oh, got an AR from a home defense. Like, well, you're going to kill the fucking neighbor. Yeah, and an AR is not a good gun for home defense. Now, I think if, you, if you're tactically proficient, you know, whatever. But if you're, you know, if you're not super confident with your with your shooting abilities, 
Uh, a fucking rifle is not what you should have in the house. See, like in my house, I have three different spots right now where I know. Like if I'm here, I know where my shotgun is and I know where my shot is. You know, and it's like shotgun, you could just kind of poke your head around that corner and like. I'll be honest, man. I mean, over the years, man, I'm I'm, I'm more of a shotgun guy either way, man. Even for tactical situations and stuff, like a good shotgun, man, is a, is a very, very effective weapon. Plow some shit um, down, dude. And it'd be, honestly, it's the most it's the most versatile weapon there is. I mean, you're, you're talking, I mean, whether you're, if you're out camping in the woods, if you're out, if you're going hunting, if you're home defense, whatever it is, that shotgun can pick up a ton of different roles, man. Yeah. Um, so if you have, honestly, if I was to have make. one gun, one gun left, it, it would be a good 12 gauge uh, shotgun. Would you semi-automatic or a pump? Pump. Yeah, I like the pump, dude. Yeah. semi I mean, semi-autos are fun. I mean, if you got the money to spend on semi-auto for tactical stuff, it's great and all. But the thing is that there's a... Now, now, mind you, now, especially if we're talking about like tackle home defense, the problem there's a reason like a lot of like uh, even like SWAT and these guys don't use semi-automatic shotguns is if you put a not a very intelligent shooter in a room with nine rounds of double lot buck and he pumps through those things that semi-auto shotgun, dude, the collateral damage is <laughs> is catastrophic, man. Like you just don't like say you, you got to think you got a pump gun, you get one off, dude. The work's probably already done. Right. right. I mean, a close range in a room, 12 gauge, you you put one round through, you're probably going to do the job. Right. Honestly, in some situations, just just racking one is going to fucking right. stop. Most now, if you got now. a guy who's a little sketchy on the trigger with a semi-automatic pump or a semi-automatic gun oh. and you walk in the room, dunk, 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 <laughs> you just pump four rounds of double lot buck. That's literally like 120 rap pellets. It just flown through every direction where you just shot. Someone's getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? I just so. think of Terry Crews and the Expendables when he comes bumping <laughs> down that hallway with that big dude. Like that's for real, man. Like yeah, thank you. Five rounds of a lot buck. That's at nine thirty-two thirty-two caliber pellets per dude. Like you just spent a you just spent a hundred little projectiles. There, someone's getting it, dude. Someone besides who you shot at's getting. You're get probably it. getting it too. If you don't realize how power, I mean, like yeah, obviously a shotgun is a better option for the house, but you don't realize how powerful a fucking shotgun is too though man like even if you're using double op buck especially with a magnum round it's going to go through those walls it's going to punch through those walls and the ones behind it also and keep um now it'll probably travel less farther than a rifle will but you still got to be, be careful what you're you it's going to do more damage in that shorter amount of time too. yeah for sure but yeah that's crazy dude that's just thinking about like that's just one thing that people that's another thing you know keeping that that mind mission ready like we just went and talked on that and like we didn't we weren't even really thinking we were talking about being mission ready but like dude I know that if you come into my house at any point where I can get you. Right. And that's, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's how my life is, man. I just, I don't even think about what I'm doing, but the things are always, I always are laying things in tactically to make sure that they, you know, that it's laid in for later on situations. Yeah. But, I mean, I that's, have two entries to my closet that one goes out to like the garage and one goes out to my bedroom. So that's like my little slip and hide little spot. And, and what's and what's wrong with being tactically ready? Like Nothing. people are so like kind of weird about it. like oh you're a prepper. No, why, okay, why is well, it what's, why is what's it weird to be ready for a situation? Why what's am I the, the asshole in... because I I'm ready for a situation? Right, yeah. you're gonna be the one coming to me when things are hit shit hits the fan. You know what I'm saying? But what's the difference yeah. in having a fire escape plan? Right, in this day and age with active shooters, why is it wrong? To you know what I'm be ready for someone to walk into your house. You fucking people walk into people's houses every night. I Bro, you see this shit. Nice ass North Dakota dude. The town over for me is super fucking nice. The other night they posted on their Facebook and it's these three like dudes walking around creeping their neighborhood at 4 a.m. Motherfuckers walk around in hoodies at 4 a.m. They ain't coming for cookies. Motherfuckers living horse. You need to get a shotgun. Well, I'll Bro, tell you we what, have... we're in North Dakota. They probably got one. 
and that's things you see now you see everything the internet obviously everyone has cameras the internet bro here in the springs we all the, like last year was a big deal kids in hoodies with ars bro walking up street, for checking doors on cars dude like stealing change and shit with rocking out the rifles bro like push i mean finding garage doors or walking to people's houses like it's it's a thing dude so i feel like if you're i'm not saying you gotta be a fucking tactician yeah but even if you know but even everyone should be a little ready right yeah I think you should have a little bit of preparedness for a situation because you don't want to be that guy, man, that gets walked into it. It's four people walk into your house, you're eating dinner with your family, and you have no idea what to, what to do or where to go or how things should operate, you know? So I, I don't know. I just think being ready is a very easy thing to do, but in the end can really benefit you, you know, in the long run. Yeah, you don't have to go full equalizer and like booby trap your house, you know. But you can definitely <laughs> know know the spots. <laughs> I've been hey, like, Griffin, don't touch that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking about that, like, uh, um, yeah, I've been like hyper alert these past like week. You, uh, we had a chat. We had like uh, we had some uh, what's his name, uh, Michael Rock on. Oh like, yeah, two, dude. two week two weeks ago. And he was, you know, he was, uh, he was a Green Bray for a while. And then when he got out, now he, now he works for, uh, fuck, I forgot what the company. He, uh, basically, he's a federal agent. Yeah, he, he worked home, uh, Homeland Security, essentially. Okay. And he, like, he hunts pedophiles for a living. You know, that's what he does. Like, you know, fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. But, dude, we, we had that talk, and I, I shit you not, like, like was it uh, was last weekend? No, last week, last week, and he and uh, I don't. I don't know. My mind is like, is this shit related or not? Do we, we randomly found like a brown, brown, like envelope, like hung on our door and like, there was nothing on it. Right. And it just had like all twos, like the phone number to contact was all twos. So I was like, who the fuck? I don't have camera. I don't have a camera out my, my front door. So I was like, who, like, who the fuck's, you know, my wife's like, what is this? I don't, there was nothing in it. And then like our neighbor was like, yeah, it was uh, some, I thought it was a DoorDash person because it was, you know, some 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 like young girl like walked up and like hung it on your door and took a video of your house, and then and then like and so my wife was asking the neighborhood like, hey, who who else has this envelope on their door? No one else had it, but this one lady. We live right next to uh, uh, Shaw Air Force Base, and it's happening on Shaw Air Force Base of just like same woman, like randomly just videoing houses and, and clipping that clipping this little little note. You know, that dude, uh, and because like I have four kids and, you know, for some reason, all the kids in the neighborhood like to come to my house. So I've been, I've just been like, that's what, that's why I've been thinking about just home defense a lot lately, just because of, I'm like, I don't know what, like, what the fuck is going on? If it looks you know I mean? well, dude, like breaking, like a uh, forced entries are like, are be like somehow like cranked up the past few years. Like people just pushing into people's houses with yeah, them I in think. the house, you know what I'm saying? Or a delivery driver walking up with like a, a bullshit DHL shirt on, and you open the door up, dude. He just walks on in there. Yeah, like, you it's, can it's order. You can order thing. uniforms. In the UK, the it's internet. the UK is crazy right now. The UK is like having this like they're they're falling apart, bro, with these like home invasion kind of things. It's scary, dude. Could you imagine? Yeah. I mean, it's like I can't even imagine the gusto you'd have to have to walk into someone's house in the middle of the fucking daytime. Like, and so what makes you what tells you though is that they're not these people aren't afraid. They yeah. know that if they know that you don't that the average person have shit or aren't going to do shit if they walk into your house. Exactly. Any intelligent person wouldn't just walk into a house if you thought you were going to get shot, right? Yeah. So if these kids are out here just doing this, obviously they're getting away with it enough times and no one's stopping them, no one's defending themselves enough to where it's become this prevalent thing where pushing in someone's house and stealing their shit is just that easy. Because you know they're and not going to defend themselves. And on the flip side of that same argument, too, like some of these people are probably like they, they don't care if they get shot. 
know what I'm saying? Like, that's how unafraid they are. Like, I'm, I'm going to come through and do whatever. I don't give a fuck if you shoot me or not. That's, but yeah, that's uh, like my brain started connecting dots that should be connected. I'm like, is this because I fucking talked to Michael Rock? <laughs> like, you know I, mean, I, I like, guarantee you one thing. I guarantee you he's fucking watching over our internet shit from now on. You know what I mean? Like he's he's making sure that no one's getting after our kids. <laughs> That's our boy now. You know what I mean? Or yeah, or like she said, if they're all doped up or you never fucking know anymore, dude. It's, you just uh, don't know, man. You don't know. Like there's just like, uh, like you said, not afraid. They're not scared no more. Yeah, I'm not sure how to equate that or what, you know. I don't know. There's these kids who are just on a whole different level now, man. But it's also, I mean, like, did you hear there was, I think it was like last month or two months ago, um, like a couple kids got killed just like being, walking, like one dude went to pick up his brother, but like went to the wrong house and then like the guy shot him. Um, I mean, and then he was just like, oh, well, you know, I was scared. I mean, you, well, you were scared because he was a black kid in your driveway. Let's be honest for one. Uh, and two, I mean, like does that, that also kind of, in that situation, maybe it was a race thing, uh, and he saw an opportunity. But like, where does where? How does someone that doesn't have the training that we have learn to draw that line to where they're like to where they understand like, oh shit, this kid's just here um, by accident. Um, you know what I mean? Like, what? Like, I think that's, I can say that's is if it looks suspicious, area. it is suspicious. Just don't fucking go outside. Don't answer the door. And well, I don't think in your house, that's a different story. I think that's a scary variable, man. So obviously you hopefully everyone that has a firearm should be pretty confident or trained or whatever. But the thing is that not everyone will. And even if they pass a background check and got the gun, maybe they had the gun for 20 years. He's old, some old dude who just some you, you can't stop that, man. There's some someone who's going to lose who's not in the right of the shit. And they're not going to make the right decision and act on emotion or act on, you know, just at the second kind of thing and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't think there's any, there's nothing you can do to stop some crazy old guy who thought someone was breaking into his house with who, you know, who fucking knows, man. That old guy was crazy already. Like, well, I mean, I just mean like, um, like, like if, if someone were listening that what that doesn't really have our mindset to like, maybe s- they would be in a situation where they would have to make that choice. Like, well, so know, then it comes down. I mean, and this is the unfortunate part, man. This is, it kind of comes down to just common sense, dude. Like you got to hope to know that you shouldn't, if you just see someone out in your driveway, you probably shouldn't just open fire out of your window into a neighborhood. Right, yeah, they're right? not, they're not you know saying like that. Yeah. Like, I don't care how threatened you, if in the middle of the day, you see, there, there's something wrong with that. Like, there's there's no avoiding that. And, like, something just common sense should be kind of set into there, but obviously it wasn't at that point. If you're shooting into the neighborhood from a window, dude, in the daytime, I don't, yeah. I don't really know how to get around that or yeah, stop that guy from being, that's just being fucking crazy. That's not even, that's not safe firearm safety. That's just, you know, yeah. I watched the same video not too long. A guy in Florida, some his pool cleaner, pool cleaner came in a little bit later than usual. It was like nine o'clock, getting kind of dusk. Pool cleaner was cleaning the backyard. Rather than step out or call the police, guy just opened the owner of the house just opened fire through the window at the kid. Dude, what's the like, level of patience there, dude? Exactly, or right, like those those kind of things. Like that is simply would have been like, hey, who are you? Or call the police. You just yeah. grabbed your gun and fucking he dumped all thirty rounds, mind you. Look out the mag- front and see the van. The entire magazine through this through his window at this at this kid. So that damn well that you hire somebody to clean your pool. Right. So like in that, like there's that kind of stuff, man. There's really no those That's are just bad those, be, are bad. those are bad people that shouldn't have guns. Yeah, those, those are the guys yeah, that probably shouldn't really own do. firearms, you know. But is, how could you ever tell who that person's gonna be? Right. Yeah, like background's not gonna tell you some dude's fucking Sketchy it doesn't, it doesn't predict yeah. the future. Background yeah, check exactly. doesn't predict the future. So, 
I mean, the best you can do is just be, be the responsible gun owner, promote that to other people, you know, just doing the right thing. And then just, like I said, man, there is going to be fucking variables, man. There's going to be people out there that aren't going to do the right thing. And that's just is what it is, you know? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely got a lot. Uh, personally, I got a lot to think about. I definitely want to do that. That discussion my wife and I need to have again. Well, yeah, like the best way to go about it, like I said, is just, you know, br- bring her in with it too. Like, hey, no, you know, yeah. How, yeah, you know, how would you feel about this? Would you would you be interested, you know, and maybe do some shooting too? If you get comfortable too, maybe at some point bring the kids in with 22s or something, you know, at, at down the road if you guys get comfortable, you know, whatever it is. But well, here's a, here's a question I'll, I'll ask you just because I know you I mean because you're more, you know, you're more of an expert than I when it comes to just, you know, this stuff. Like, you know, my, like the, the, uh, I don't want to say obstacle, that's a bad word, but like my, the hurdle that my wife has to like overcome really is just cause like her, her fear, her fear of guns. Right. Like what's the, what's, what, what is in your opinion, like the best way to like to have that conversation? Educate. Uh, you educator so, uh, going a concealed carry course, like literally. So explaining to her the, you know, the importance of, of real, real life situations, you know, and then defending the family, obviously, but the best way to work her into being comfortable, you know, is like, hey, would you like to go take an instructions course with a professional, you know, that can show you all the stuff with this gun? I mean, that's that's how I got my wife into it. I saw a lot of women. It's easy to kind of work them into it because they don't yeah. know what it is, man. It's a gun. All they know is it killed somebody. It hurts people. But if you can take them, sit them down in a classroom with a professional, they can explain this gun, everything about it, make them feel comfortable, how to use it. It really changes up how women look at firearms once they understand the firearm. Mm, initially, it. it's, it's scary, bro. All, all you see is the news and all this crazy shit. And all you know is that you use them to kill people in war. And some guy on TV did some some bad thing to somebody, you know, the other day. You yeah. just got to show them that this can be what protects you and us and our family. And let me show you how to use it correctly. That's what really, really helps them connect the dots, you know, with comfortability. Is yeah. Let them learn. They don't know. They don't know, man. They don't know what the gun is or what. All they know is the scary stories. Yeah. So if you and sit I them down in a classroom with a professional. Yeah, a lot really of that is, is a fear of what I've I've picked up on too. My wife it is it's the always same a way. Fear. Like she wants to, but it's definitely like she's like, I just uh and then like I could tell her like, Oh, I could teach you, but like that's, well, that's probably not the best way. Well, right, and that's one of those things that we're like, you know, as a husband, you're gonna you get frustrated and they get scared right. of you being frustrated. So the best the best thing I found when it comes like I said is literally just finding a good instructor, going to a good course, and let that teacher sit in the classroom and just you sit back and let him do the work, man. Right. Just enjoy helping with her. Oh, see off. how that works. Go work with her, you know. But yeah, yeah let, let him fucking do his thing, dude. And you'll watch him come out with a whole new different kind of confidence. And then they'll be like, "Hey, babe, you want to go shooting?" And you're like, hey, "I'm yes, telling you, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it go the other way. Anytime I've ever had this talk and like, hey, man, just take her to a range or take her to a professional. Let them yeah. go through it. it. It changes it up every single time. Mm, it's just, it's just because it's scary, bro. It's a gun, dude. It's it's kind of scary. If you've never ever touched this thing, all you know is the bad stories. Yeah, it's not something you want to fuck with, just especially when you have, you know, maybe your husband's like, "Here, take this gun," and he's like, "Oh no, don't touch it like that," and she's getting, "Oh, I don't Come want to touch it." Come on, idiot! Don't want to touch it. Yeah, so it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, when you have some guy in a classroom, man, to do it for you. So. First and foremost, is guns always loaded? Wait, it's yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Treat it like it's loaded. So what does that mean? Like, oh, yeah, exactly. God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> freaking out. You're like, no, no, just don't touch. Don't grab that part. And you're like, We're yeah, five yeah. minutes into this shit, yeah. and I'm already <laughs> looking for a professional. Exactly. So yeah, it makes it a lot easier when. One of Bozo's doing it. Plus, yeah, uh, if she shoots a shotgun and you're the one that showed her how to do it and she falls over, dude, that's on. Yeah, you. or she fucking hits a butt cheek in her face or something. Yeah, you're the asshole. So <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, you're you're fucked for a long time. You're probably not getting any more new guns for a while either. <laughs> you probably, you may have lost that ability. I don't know. Yeah. Or sex. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a conversation. I, I definitely need to have that conversation just because, I mean, like I said, it just, with this things I've been having around here, it just, and it, it might be nothing. I, you know, it's probably 85%. It's probably just nothing. But it like, is weird though. Do you know why they're putting those things on? Like uh, what's going around? Like, are they putting the same shit on people's door? Like, yeah. Same thing. Dude. And like, and people are tying it to like, cause, uh, with like uh with like what uh, sex or child trafficking in the local area Makes and that's sense. like that's what's scaring the shit like out of me. So, basically another big thing i was gonna bring this up also and this is another reason why they have fire because this is a huge thing so like i was talking to joe joe mccoy not too long ago and somebody had taken his license plate and bent the corner on it right bent so it, it, it was weird as fuck no one else's car got touched just took top left corner and bent it Mm-hmm. Well, couldn't figure it out. Could, didn't know what this was all about. Ended up, he ended up talking to a spe- one of the guys that does some trafficking kind of stuff. Uh, one yeah. of the specialist buddies, and uh, that's no shit. It's a direct sign. That's actually what they do. And you'll see if you see like, here in Colorado, it's a big thing. But yeah, we'll bend that plate to let you know that there is a woman in that car that doesn't have a guy around. No shit. And his old lady was driving that car at the time, I think. And that's what somebody picked it up, pulled that thing back, and that's all you got to do to signify that that car has uh, somebody that can be picked up. Mm. So there's a lot. That's it's a huge, bro. It's huge. There's a lot of these little things. People people see it happen, like oh whatever. But it's there's a lot more behind this shit, man. Especially and this day and age, uh, this trafficking thing is it's been kind bigger. of pushed down for some reason. It's fucking way bigger than it ever has been. Yeah, I don't know why it's been pushed down either, dude. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I mean, I just you know, I've you know, I, I hear about it and I read about, it and you know, it's it's something I'm aware of. But you know, definitely after talking with Michael Rock two weeks ago, like my. Like I'm hyper vigilant on that stuff. Just, Bro, just I would ask him. And it just like, and now I feel like I'm seeing it everywhere. You know, <laughs> well, that's well, one of those things. Like once you start seeing it, you can't unsee it. And yeah. It's like you took that pill already. And well, like the thing is, it's always, always there. But like we somehow as a society, we've kind of like somehow to all the crime and shit that people get into, we push that to the side. Like, well, so now, like yeah, we're really focusing. Yeah, like yeah, I don't. We're focusing <laughs> on all the bullshit when like the most to me, I, I feel like the most detrimental fucking thing right now. Is protecting women and children from being fucking abducted? Are you fucking yeah. me? How is that not like? Yeah, how is that? And especially now when you know that you know that it's somehow it's in Hollywood, the media. There's Politics. something going on that which keeps getting. Oh no, we'll just kind of push Pat. We know what Epstein did. It's literally on the list. You can see what he did, and somehow, yeah. somehow that's not the biggest fucking thing out there right now, right? Yes. We're worried about gun control when and we're worried about a fucking bunch of dumb fucks that go down in a bullshit can. We're, we're giving trillions over to a country we're not involved with. But yet, <laughs> uh, but yet, like literally there's uh, like hundreds, hundreds of thousands of children taken from the states every year. Dude, hundreds of thousands. But yeah, that there's no task force. There's no like save the kids fucking post on, you know, on TV for commercials. It's somehow that gets overlooked, which I it makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, absolutely no sense how that's not the biggest, most imperative thing we're dealing with right now is our children being stolen. Yeah, dude, that's you know, that's why Ashton, you know what I'm saying? Like, why, Ashton, how, like, that dude, like, put his whole, like, uh, him, he put like his whole life and all of his money into, uh, like fighting, like, going against sex trafficking and child trafficking and shit. I forgot what is it is, but he's got like a he's got a huge fucking uh organization that does it. Do I tell you what, man? If I if extra money comes my way, that would be something that I would invest. That would be something that I would definitely be be a part of and, and jump into, man. Oh yeah, no, it's like those. Uh, there's that motorcycle clubs that do that shit, dude. Yeah. That just show up like, well, you need help, call us, we'll be there. Like, what dude, are they called? Up. Like, uh, like Child's Angels or yep. 
something like that. Oh, yeah, just yeah, the Guardian Angels or whatever. Yeah. Just yeah, show yeah, yeah. Fuck people up, dude. Like, hey. Uh, you know what, dude? Honestly, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I would text uh, I would text Mike after we get off and just ask him if that's a thing, dude. And it, it, dude, I'll, I'll involve anything I do. I, anything I do, man, I'll involve in, into that stuff, dude. If there's one thing that I stand for, it's this trafficking shit, dude. I'm, it's the craziest thing to me that somehow it just like getting slides underneath the fucking rug. I don't know. Yeah, dude, yeah. If, I, if I could suit up for one more mission, it would be to go and fucking fight Bro, some shit, dude. And I'm like, telling you, That man. would probably be one. I would, I would, you had no question. Like, give me, yeah, let's go. So there is, like, I'm me and, shape, we've been kind of working on it for a while. We're trying, there is people that invest in stuff like that. And uh, it's definitely something me and Joe have talked about and kind of thought about for a while, dude. If, I mean, with the contracting background we have, especially with Joe's and stuff, and, like, there is people that will invest. If we could, even if it was, like, non- Profit, obviously, kind of stuff, dude. I would fucking, I would for free, kid up, bro, and travel fucking somewhere else to go fucking smoke some asshole in the face. Yeah, oh, yeah. kids, without yeah. without a without a question, dude. dude happily, happily, and, and it would make me like I, it's I don't know, like I wouldn't I wouldn't question, you know, if I'm doing the right thing. Uh, I wouldn't question if why I'm in this country doing this shit because like, I know I'm fighting. Right, it's one thing you get behind shit, without right? without without even having to question yourself on man. You just do it. Because, like, the Army, like, you never knew. You never knew what the fuck we were doing it for. We never knew why we were there. You know what I mean? Like, we're fucking Iraq for oil or whatever. But, like, we're taking <laughs> Iraqi generals to oil fields that are ran by the Chinese that we're not even allowed into. Hey, bro, we were, we were in Iraq for the motherfucking wild tigers, all right? Oh, yeah. I was there. I was there. Shit, the first time they're like, hey, you guys want a tiger? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you mean like one of them Tiger Woods Gatorades? Because they were like super popular <laughs> like, right there. No, he's like, fuck no, man. I think, it, yeah, he's like, here's your wild tiger. Hey, who got who's one that, that over who got too sick on those things and stingers and had to go fucking who got sick as shit? Was it Griza? Yeah. He drank like a case in a day and was taking stingers and ended up like fucking falling out in the sun. <laughs> like, yellow jackets. Yeah, he tweaked out. He's, we, need, like, we need you to drive. Why? Yeah, he's just like he's not he's not like, going on. I don't think that guy's okay. Is he he's not driving, is he? <laughs> Do I gotta ride with him? Dude, he, he would pop those handy, dude. <laughs> what were some really, really, really bad habits deployed? The wor- dude, we just ate shit and drink. Mo- what were the what were the cigarettes? Were they Malibu's? I still the- bought the Newports. No, what was it? They were like they were like the Royales. They weren't. Are they, were they the Royales? <laughs> Manicus, dude. Manicus loved them Royales, bro. <laughs> oh man, they're like four bucks a carton. Oh yeah, the whole carton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like a two cents a cigarette. I'm like, like, bro, you can get Newports for 25 bucks a carton. Why are you buying that shit? He's just like fucking cheap. I, was, I wasn't even a smoker and smoking those things. Like, this tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a bigger smoker. I this feel can't like be good, smoke. right? Like, I shouldn't be smoking. Like, like, this tastes like the Tigris. <laughs> yeah, it does, dude. <laughs> like, like I don't think I should be drinking this, man. Our second deployment, bro, got, we were like, like, y'all seen that body, not water? It tastes just like that. Our second deployment, we were right next to the Tigris. So they were like, uh, don't eat anything that came out of the ground. Fuck Y'all seen that water, bro. We seen bodies in that shit, dude. Like, Remember that shit, dude? He was like milky white for like four days, and he couldn't even walk. He was shitting and puking so much. Like, what'd you have? He was like fucking, like, I don't know, <laughs> fucking cucumbers. Because, I mean, you can have like the, the meat. You just don't question what meat it is. Just eat it. It's good, you know. 
I had some yeah, mass yeah. food over there, but I never ate the veggies. No produce. <laughs> I see they were pumping that shit, dude. They had this water pumping fucking 30 feet high, dude. And like, even at 30 feet high, you know, some water's like clear. This shit was chocolate milk at the top, dude. <laughs> like, just like, oh. <laughs> Big damn bridge, dude. That was the bridge that we'd go across oh, to get in the base, bro. It was called Big Damn Bridge. It was a dam, and it was big, and it was a bridge. Called it Big yeah. Damn Bridge. There's actually in uh there's an episode of what's that show? Uh, with the Marines. Uh, oh, Project or um, Generation, Generation Kill. Kill, yeah. So the one I think that the fourth that fifth episode where they're fighting to get into uh um Alcut and the airbase. That airbase is where we stayed. Oh yeah. Years later, which is pretty funny. Well, this is pretty cool because like that bridge that they're fighting on is big damn bridge. Like could be lamb, goat, dog, but definitely not beef. Oh not yeah. Was that any fucking cows around here? Ain't <laughs> cows around here. It's donkey. Y'all eating donkey dick. There was that one place that we stopped or someone stopped. Lord at. Burger, dude. Lord Burger. Lord Burger was the shit. There was a burger place right outside the base, dude. Yeah, the like, used to bring us burgers. They were fire. I don't care what they were. I think they were like, lamb. what is this? Like, I don't know, but don't they I'm not asking any questions. They dude. would come back off mission with fuck because like, I was in HQ at the end, so they would come back off mission with fucking Lord Lord Burger. Burgers. Dude. Lord, yeah. Lord Burgers. I would call them Jesus sandwiches. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> these are the Lord's burgers. Lord burgers. <laughs> no, but he was like the Burger Lord, the not burgers. like not like Lord's Burgers, but it was like I am Lord Burger. <laughs> Like Lord, like Burger King, <laughs> they just didn't I remember, understand the. <laughs> I remember like our first mission in that market. I remember watching some dude just fucking empty a goat, just right there in the street. I remember just being so blown away by that. Like I was just like, all right, man, what's going on? Hey, what's he gonna do with that nice goat? Why is it? Why are you getting <laughs> over like that? He just, yeah, That's in the funny. gutter, bro. We we're like, I'm like looking. I'm like, hey, do you guys, you guys are okay. No, you guys are cool with this. It's yeah, like sleeping first, with blood. I'm like, oh shit! All right, man. Like, first time I saw that, we had walked into like so the guy had like a like the big gate and like the big outdoor patio, and he had like all his meat was laid out. The goat was still sprawled out, but like the meat was laid out across his dusty ass floor, and I'm just like, <laughs> y'all eat that? Like, you hungry? Like, mm, I'm gonna pass. It's 150 degrees outside. That meat is on the floor. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> More if you don't die every it's day. It's literally a buck twenty out, and that fucking meat is sprawled out in that goddamn fucking dirt. Let me tell you something about right, the just... food temperature danger zone, sir. Yeah, right. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think over fifty is a problem. It's a hundred. Uh, anything out. over forty-one and under one hundred and forty <laughs> is a huge deal. <laughs> it's, it's where bacteria multiplies exponentially every twenty minutes after the first hour. <laughs> it becomes a certain point where you just can't cook it enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, that meat, I'm not sure if it could be cooked. cooked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I feel, man, those poor animals there, dude. Who's there? Who watched that? Who watched the goat jump off that roof? Oh, fuck. Who was there for that? I remember hearing about that, but yeah, I don't know. We were, we were on we were on OP. I was going to say, it had to be an OP. All I got was dogs fucking dogs. That's all we got to see. And like, I remember seeing an animal commit suicide my entire life until I watched that goat just the side and like me and Joe like we're watching it just was all just gone dude off the third story just we're like it just it just committed suicide we just watch it happen 
You got tired of getting butt fucked, dude. It was fucking over. Yeah, dude. You fucking tired of this shit. Right. <laughs> she prayed to Lord Burger to make him a fucking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Aim for the bushes, he says. Yeah, right. Hope it's your best bet. <laughs> dude, I forgot all about OP, dude. That's... Oh, dude. OP was wild, bro. I remember fucking Lieutenant Alawaj would just get off the tank and disappear and, like, come back. What? Like, He'd be like, I was taking a shit in some guy's house, and he just came back with, like, orange sodas and shit. He's like, here. I got, I, they gave me some food. Because <laughs> he spoke fluent Arabic, bro. He would just walk in these fucking people's houses and, you know, gibbity-gabbity-woobity to them, and he just, they'd be like, all right. He'd probably just tell them, like, hey, man, fuck the Americans. I'm here to fuck them over. Can I come Like, oh, yeah, dude, we got torpedoes. Oh, yeah, go on, go in. Like, boom-boom rockets? Like, wait, you mean the energy drinks? Or the boom boom <laughs> Either one, oh, I don't care. Just don't do it till we're out of here, dude. dude. Yeah, I remember. We, I remember wiping to ruined LP for everybody else because uh, who you remember that? It was what was his fucking name? The uh, the black Andrew. dude, little little black dude, little black E six. Darn Andrews. Yeah. just playing his fucking game. Just, what? Sorry, major jumped. Yes, yeah, Harden. Dude, I was so pissed. When Butters was on back, the tank like, too. I rolled back out. I was like, for what? It's like they got got playing a PlayStation. I was like, what, dude? The angriest <laughs> fucking sergeant major you'll ever meet in your life caught him playing fucking PlayStation. Yeah, there's like no other sergeant major you wouldn't want to find. You get, get caught playing in a fucking hatch, standing over that little ass Leandre, dude. Fucking four that. foot nine, like just fucking terrifying, dude. Because remember, we got there, we were like, we thought we were in two three because we didn't know that, like, they sent us over to Heavy Company. We didn't know that they were attached to three three. So all the shit, we're like, we thought this was other our Sergeant Major, Sergeant Major Horsley. So we heard all this cool shit about Sergeant Major Horsley, and I remember, I think it was like me, you, and Wells, maybe Wells and McGillivray, maybe one day walking <laughs> around, uh, and we was like, I think that's Sergeant Major Lange right there, and someone was like, who, and it was like. That one. And it's like, we've seen just some poor private just getting his soul sucked out of him for having his, like, fucking, uh, like, his little Velcro was undone or something on his on his leg pocket. <laughs> I'm private. Get the fuck out of I'm like, yeah, that's a fucking leader right there, dude. <laughs> fucking war zone. We're in a war zone. These motherfuckers are worried about your Velcro loops. You know, like, that was like that in our second deployment, dude. They would, our Sergeant Major would stand in front of the DFAC and check our uniforms before we went in. If we were dirty, he would turn us around. Talking, oh, about, talking about 6 p.m., 1800, yeah. we just got off mission. We got no time to drop the fucking shit off. We weren't really dropping people off to get to go plates like we did that first deployment. You know, come back with 16 to go plates and just meet us at the motor pool. Like, no, we were trying to go eat. And uh, they were fucking kicking people out of the, mo- out of the defect. Where's your, where's your PT belt? Why is your uniform dirty? Like, motherfucker, we just got home. We've been did gone for 13 were, hours. Were you guys back at Merez for your second deployment? No, we went to, uh, it's called Fob Delta. We were in a different, uh, we were in Central. I think. Uh, oh. Alcoot. Yeah. Alcoot. And then, uh, yeah, dude, we did some travel in that deployment. We were all across that motherfucker, bro. We drove to complete across the country to shoot a gunnery. Fuck. It was gay. Yeah. Was commander's tank, though. I was uh, six golf for that shit. That was pretty tight. That was the biggest waste of a year ever. Biggest waste of government money ever. I'm actually pretty sure Reggie Allen got in trouble. I heard that he got in trouble for like embezzling government funds because like his his Jeez. shoe was four shoes with the wall knocked down, and he had like a fucking his own bathroom and all this. Other <laughs> shit. Dude, Dude, that's fucked up. This shit was right at the end of our base. I remember that. 
And I second, or not, uh, yeah, all the star majors had like the dopest fucking shoes. Yeah, I went to, when I went to first ID, like I met, when I, like as soon as I met this my first, good. I got, he was like, uh, he's like, you, uh, he's like, where'd you come from? I was like, eh, they're ACR, first star. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, my, my best friend used to be a, is a star major over there. I was like, who? He's like, uh, uh, star major Leandre. I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's your friend? best friend. You and I are gonna have a great time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really gonna get along with you. I promise. Can't wait to get this relationship. I was like, you should ask him about the private who put a bottle of piss in the laundry. Yeah, I was, I was about to say. I was like, I don't know if you've ever met K- Private Casey K- K- Bowden, but uh, <laughs> my boy had fun back in the day. It's not the first time we've talked about that piss bottle on this podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> no way. Time out. It wasn't just one piss bottle, was it? Not. I, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Dude, it was one. Weren't you filling up the protein jugs? I mean, he was, but yeah, the yeah. one snuck into the laundry bag. <laughs> Dude, it was one. It was one, one bottle. I stuck <laughs> in one, one liter pocket. bottle of piss. Well, yeah, it was the one of those. Like, yeah, the big, big I somehow fit it in my cargo pocket when we were empty, like cleaning the drive. I was cleaning the driver's hole out, and then I just forgot when I took my pants off, stuffed it in the laundry bag. Next day, like coming back off mission, I was like, "Hey, first I need to see you." I was like, oh fuck, okay, cool. And it was the day I was supposed to get promoted automatically. Oh yeah. Three. And it was like, yeah, you're not getting promoted. I'm like, what for? It's like, the- <laughs> like what? Shit happens. They were pissed, dude. So I was, yeah, that, I was supposed to get. They were promoted. really pissed, right? Like they made a big deal about that. They were like, mad. I was supposed to get that. I was supposed to get automatically promoted to E3, and they'd knock me all the way down to E1. I was like, okay, this is cool. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. That. I guess I forgot about that, dude. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's, I mean, and, and anything they, wrong. It was just yeah. They really, they really did kind of like fucking ream me for that. I didn't. It wasn't really that big. Well, it's yeah, because they those that company was threatening to like leave. The yeah, it was the base. yeah. It, it was the locals that got pissed off about it the most. They were like a fucking American pieces. Yeah, of they, shit. They, they, they got really offended by, your, by you. Like you like insulted them by leaving pee ball in there. You're like you wrote hair. I want laundry bills. This, shit. Is, this pisses for you. Chug up, bitch. That, that can't be the word guys. That can't be the worst thing you guys have seen in a bag of laundry, right? No, that's not. You know, I agree. No, you're you right. I mean, there's it, not shit it, stains it, in half the underwear that comes through. <laughs> that was the irrational private, like just argue. I was like, that can't be the worst. Like these guys eat shitty food, like, and they're worried about a bottle of piss. It was closed super tight, and I forgot who. I forgot who I was complaining to. And they're just like, true, man, there was some sick fucks, dude. I'm, I'm pretty sure they found some way worse stuff in that laundry than just a sealed yeah. bottle of piss. It yeah. was fucking funny, dude. It's like one of those things you hear, like, wait, what happened? <laughs> I tried, to, huh? I tried, I tried laundry. I tried to erase that memory. Like I went to first ID. I tried I was like, like, I'm not I'm never telling that story again. And no shit, six months later, uh Hill came to fucking the same company. <laughs> and he fucking told the story to fucking everybody. What the fuck, man. I was I was like, oh. shit. like, damn, I guess we're telling everybody about your never mind. <laughs> Every, everybody told us about your uh <laughs> a little, uh, little incident. <laughs> well, <laughs> little problem we had. <laughs> Dude. Oh man. Was was McCoy your NC was McCoy your NCO then? That's uh it was either him or Brown. It was one of the two. <laughs> Sorry, Brown. Like Brown. Brown. Yep. That dude's fired too, man. Hmm? You what? Brown just retired. Yeah, retired not too long ago. Oh no shit! And now yeah, he gets to actually... enjoy his seven kids. <laughs> Some shit. He's got, he's got like 
Yeah. These get a can pull out, right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Brown is an interesting cat, man. Yeah, he yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Asking, like, how many how many deployments you been on? It's like, oh, I got four kids, so four. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> like, oh shit. That's a weird way to reference that. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude, though. Yeah, he he was he was pretty good, man. He he, did, he took care of him pretty well. I, mean, I think it's safe to say we had some pretty good NCOs in heavy company, at least for the most part. I think yeah, for the most part, yeah. There's a yeah. there's a few shits yeah, I can take back to, but how did heavy, I guess. how did uh like what you know and the, like you know the army changed dr- drastically for me when I went to first ID, just seeing like a s- separate unit and just how you know like what shitty NCOs looked like, like. Well, never mind. You didn't mention it before. Like, I was like, was is it like, how is that world in that special operating community for you compared to, I guess, you know, quote unquote regular army? So I'll be honest, man. The reason that that the that I, I ended up leaving is because I didn't, especially in the, the instructors in the Q course are really salty, man. And I honestly, I don't like the mentality of a lot of those guys. A lot of these guys, especially the young ones, um, or or ones that had gotten had done their time and got pushed back to instructor position mm. they're kind of dickheads man a lot of me really salty about stuff really kind of angry about shit that had nothing to do with you um, so you know like i had a lot of i bumped heads with a lot of the guys a lot, a lot of the, the gbs i bumped heads with a lot of them um which is inevitably why i ended up leaving just because i actually had me me and a certain cadre got really got into it for a while and it, it just ended up bad for me in the end um but i don't know man like i honestly i the 30CR was an amazing unit. Uh, I took it for granted when I left. I really realized how well put together the unit overall was, plus the leadership, man, plus the Joes. Everything was really good. Um, the Q course is a whole different animal. Mm. It was nothing like, I mean, it was a whole, I mean, you didn't have really leadership, I guess. You, you Everyone was a leader. You're a student. Um, you know, you only got put, you got put into roles during, you know, if you're doing training and stuff, you know, obviously someone's a leader, someone's a leader, yada, yada. But, um, I don't know, man. I really didn't really like a lot of the mentality, some of the the actual GBs in there. And then I ended up getting over to four ID, and it was just trash, dude. Just, oh, oh, dude. I've never, I've never been to a more demoralizing fucking place in that unit. I mean, just nobody cares. Everyone just everyone's stuck there for years, dude. Like no one gets to leave. Everyone's angry and salty. Like they tried doing the combine, so they they kind of tried doing what we did in third ACR by combining. They start doing like the uh, combined arms battalion stuff. Yeah. That shit don't work, dude. You can't take an, a light infantry unit and then an armor unit and try to put them together underneath an infantry commander and then try to run it as an organized armor unit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We did. Complete yeah. trash, dude. They did that at first ID where I was at. Yeah, I, it was horrible. Yeah, it's it's not good. The whole leave that shit for leave that shit for the cab. Like leave that for 30 ACR, leave it for the cab. Trying the whole combined arms thing is just it was terrible. <laughs> Really bad morale, man. But uh, I mean, yes, yeah, so I don't know, man. Listen, back to where we're at. Like, leaders thirty ACR were amazing leaders. Um, you can find some really amazing dudes in, in the special operations community, obviously, but it's not all of them, to be honest. A lot of those guys with their egos get in their heads a lot of times. They get really kind of pumped up on a lot of stuff. Um, you can find some really the most amazing dudes you can find are in that community, but some of the shittiest dudes you can find are also in that community. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, especially, well, especially with like, so a big thing within the GBs also is that like you have these kids that go through the x-ray program as privates and then they go through the course and they come out as fucking E6s. Holy, f- 
so it's you know it's it's cool for the student and for you you know is, is going through the course but what happens is you skip the entire part of the military that i think is actually pretty important to a lot of people like the whole structure part Learning like when, when, when you just become a private you go from private to a badass it doesn't leave a lot for you to like your ego is fucked yeah it's all screwed you know what i'm saying like the, the, the private or the process of being a private i think is very important for you as a soldier yes so go through that shit have to eat the shit go through it learning how to take it and drive on yada yada when you have these guys that come from college you know 18 year old studs or athletes yada yada they go right to the course right from private right to e6 go to school these guys don't think they can be touched and there are a lot of them are fucking real cocksuckers they're just they're not, they're not good dudes like they, they yeah they're at, tactically athletic you know or yeah they're tactically sound they can they can shoot and do some stuff but like as humans they're terrible yeah because they never got checked. They never got checked growing up. A lot of these guys slide through the cracks in the Q course too. You see awesome guys in the Q course get shut down. You see these pieces of shit go all the way through, man. To well, the end, personality too. Like they don't want someone like like you, like a hard personality. You know, you're not like a soft, like a like when I say a hard personality, it's like someone's like I'm gonna bump heads because I have a belief system that right. that allows me to do so. It allows me to question things. Uh, a lot of times, you see like those dudes like. You know, that motherfucker can can run, swim, jump, uh, never says no, and just okie dokie, and then you know, and then yeah, he's done. Like they just snuck through, right. like you said, like that's what the bare army minimum was about, snuck right through, and then hmm? that's what the army was all about when I left, dude. Yeah. I mean, just PT, PT, like PT test. That's all they cared about. All about, dude. Well, now it's just it's just paperwork shit. Like yeah. there's no there's no real assessment on who the fucking soldier is, as like as an actual like. A hands-on leader. A PT is important. Also needs to be physically fit. But yeah. fitness, a hands-on leader, under stress, under pressure kind of leader, you don't get any of that anymore. These guys have no kind of actual, like, stress testing or, like, anything to really make them. It's all on paper. Yeah, you, oh, you did something. You, you made it look good on paper. You roll all this shit up. But, like, can any of you actually lead soldiers? No, that, no. I didn't I didn't see I much of that. Make it look like I can on paper. <laughs> I've said it you before. Know, that's what they do. I said it, but before and like with the with the three of us, just because like we, you know, we, you know, there were I think there was probably like a three or four month gap between when I got there and y'all got there, but still like we we got there. Like I think there's a lot of times where I wish like soldiers of mine like were introduced to the army the way I was introduced to the army, just because oh, like I, I loved it. Basic training. I went to Fort Hood within a month. I was downrange and I had no choice but to learn the job. I remember they were like, uh, well, this is the last class going out, so who wants to go? And I just remember, like, I put my hand up, and I look over, and Croat's like, oh, yeah, your hand's already up, too. And then uh, Melendez? Yeah. Melendez? I saw uh, Sergeant well, Ranger Bat Melendez. I saw Sergeant Major Pantoa posted a picture with him, like, two weeks ago. He saw yeah, yeah, they, 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 they met somewhere. They were in 3rd ACR. Well, he was a – Sergeant Pantoa was in Killer Troop. Uh, he was – I actually saw him in uh, Fort Hood after you left. He was uh, – I saw well, yeah, when I got when I came back here to leave, and I saw him, um, and while we were deployed a couple times too, completely different seeing him, not the drill sergeant, yeah, not the terrifying drill sergeant. Man, he was so cool, dude. He was so cool with seeing him outside of that. That dude hates me, dude. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> smell your balls, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking dude hates me. Do you know about that shit? I remember there was there was something between you guys, right? He made yeah, his balls. I guarantee he doesn't remember me, like, but well, like, he remembers your smell. But like, it was like one of the inserts, like during like Oset was like smoking, and it, the smell seeped into the bay, and so he thought one of us was smoking, so we all towed the line, and I, I mean, he had the genius idea of like smelling everyone's hand. 
And we had just ran from the defect back. And like my first instinct when I sweat and I'm dirty, is like, I'm scratching my nuts. <laughs> and, like, he came up, and like, he, like, and like, I don't know, because he was brown and he, and we were both the same height. But he, we just didn't see, we, we never saw eye to eye, which is what, it's cool, whatever. He wasn't like, we, I, he wasn't there to be my best friend. I got that. But he just like, he snatched the shit out of my hand, dude. He just went. Would you like a chocolate covered pretzel? <laughs> he just went, he, dude, he went, oh, Prime, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, what is that smell? Like, scratching my nose to his heart. He's like, what the fuck didn't you tell me? <laughs> I was like, I was at the position of a tension. <laughs> I, I don't think there was a better Joe Sergeant you could have done that to, too, to make that, that awesome of a scenario. Like, yeah. I've seen it. For the rest of the cycle, he called me fucking private smelly fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he was, I mean, I, I'm Gary, he was a little embarrassed because every time I looked at him, he's like, don't fucking look at me, smelly finger. Yeah, I mean, you you literally left your scent in his nose. Like, your balls were in his, like, he tasted your nuts. He probably wanted to beat your fucking ass, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll tell I you what, so- I, I mean, if you, if you really if you really think about it, I would be fucking pissed too, dude. If you were to go like, "Hey, Billy," and you got a whiff of some other dudes from Munda, like just a full on blast, like bro. I'm gonna be aggressive with, dude. yeah, just a, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, a deep one. Like, I'm gonna be pissed, dude. I'm gonna I mean, be pissed, really, dude. You know, and of I'm course, you know, you outside, dude. I'm sorry, we're going out, but at the same time, like, yo, that's your fault. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, like, I mean, yeah, sm- yeah, you got a bunch of smelly ass, nasty fucking privates. Yeah, why would you smell some private you fingers? Smell like, you, fingers? Like, even if it wasn't your butt, who knows where it would have been? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, those fingers would fucking, who knows, dude? Like, so that was, yeah, he kind of set himself up for that one either way. And, and of course, like, you know, for the rest of the cycle, everyone's, you know, because everyone knew at that point in the, you know, in the cycle, like, yeah, he's golden glove boxer, badass. Like, he's going to he's gonna come in here and just, like, piece you up while you're sleeping, dude. <laughs> like, oh, but dude, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sleep for shit from that moment, like from that moment till graduation, and like when he shook my hand on graduate, it was the quickest. I was like, "Congrats!" I was like, oh, right. "Put a glove on real fast." He's like, what you? <laughs> and you go, just, "All right, go, damn it!" That would've been fucking perfect, dude. Oh man, we should get him yeah. on the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll fucking I'll, I'll be AWOL for that. That'd shit. be like the equivalent of yeah, like, our old platoon sergeant on the show. Be like, <laughs> yeah, you get that motherfucker on here. If I, I can't, I don't know. It's just one. <laughs> Toxic leadership. It, le- it leaves a sour taste in your mouth. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, dude, that's crazy. I love I love these these little stories too. That shit crazy. <laughs> like no matter how many times I hear that story, dude, it's still my favorite. Because I that wish was... I could have been there. I wish I could have seen him. Well, yeah, I don't know I if I, I that earlier. That's, that's good. I don't know if I told like I don't know if I had told that story when like when when like when Turner saw him at like we were some some like regimental like forma- formation. He was and oh, you were like yeah. you were like oh Joseph Arpaio come here like, shut the fuck up don't bring him over here. And I don't know if I had told you the story yet, but I was like I was like I don't want to fucking talk to that dude. And he fucking came over like he you and him are all like this, and I'm like don't fuck with that. <laughs> Which is funny, dude. dude I, he smoked the shit was... out of me one night for calling this platoon a bunch of fat chicks. <laughs> Remember, you always used to come up and be like, "Who run this house?" Like, I don't know, dude. I just had that shit one night, dude. And I was like, "Who? Who sucks? Who sucks that dick? Fat chicks or something, dude?" He's like, "Who fuck said that?" And my whole platoon was just like, 
<laughs> Fuck that, dude. Was that Damn. Your so I went down and was getting smoked on your floor for like a whole day. I remember he was on CQ, and I finally just went up to him and was like, uh, Drill Sergeant, I'm done. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm done doing this shit. Uh, I'm, do- I'm done. I'm not doing it no more. <laughs> like, do what you want to do. <laughs> and he was like, uh, go into each one of your bays and, uh, and tell them that bad boys run this house. So I was like, fuck it, dude. None of the motherfuckers came down here. Like, let's go run that shit. One in each room, like, yo, bad boys run this house. Good night. Bad boys run this house. Good night. And I got into my thing. And then they're all like, bro, you fucking sell out. And I was like, fuck all of you. Like, bro, <laughs> this is supposed to be a platoon thing. I'm like, dude, their platoon was in our fucking shit challenging us. I'm the only one out of 100 people to say anything. I think I remember this. Me. And it's yeah. fuck me. Like, y'all are pussies, dude. And I started coming down to hang out down there when I had free time. I was just like, where's Chad? Where's Crote? Where's boys Crote and Mac? Fuck these dudes. <laughs> Oh, Mac. Dude. There's always that one, you know, you start talking, you're having a good time, and then you're like, oh, and then you're like, fuck, dude. Like, that one's, that one's not there anymore. That's a, that's a very harsh reality. <laughs> How quick a, a fun conversation can go to, like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Were you thinking about someone I was thinking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Lockcock, dude? Old fucking Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes, that dude would fucking uh, that dude would get any tattoo that you wanted him to as long as you paid for it. Like no shit, dude had so many dudes' names tattooed on him. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he had like Mook and Bug on like his, yeah. his ribs or something. <laughs> He's like that my boys dude. Mook and Bug. They were like, yo, they went in on it, and then I had they had his boys Chase's initials on his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, James uh, McGillivray was a fucking wildcat, man. Yeah. You know what's crazy is I didn't even realize it when I, I was like, he lived in where I was living in Thornton. He was from Thornton. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he fucking, yeah, he's from up here, man. That's why I was like, when he passed, I was like, I want to go to his thing, but I'm like, I didn't know. I was like, I hit you up. I'm like, you want to go? Nah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a tough one. I wasn't trying to go alone. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that, that, that one was pretty hard, man. It still is, you know, because I he I talked to him a few days prior, <laughs> and uh, I didn't. I don't know, man. You know, you just don't see that shit coming sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's. I mean, dude, that's like that's why we started this shit. You know, that's that's probably why you started that to, to want to have that space in your gym. You know, just you know, let everyone know like you're not alone. Like we're all here. We've all been through it. Um, we don't want to lose any fucking buddy else. No. And, you know, I think. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if that's like the biggest thing we get out of this, dude, that's, that's huge to me, man. Cause honestly, I don't even, I mean, accumulatively, we've probably lost fucking, I couldn't even count how many dudes, you know, together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, even here, man, just, and the fuck the thing, man, it's not even combat, you know? Right. Lost more dudes themselves in the combat, you know, so. Yeah, it's, that was uh, wild to think. Yeah. So we gotta keep keep them boys' morale up, man. Keep the boys fucking know they got somewhere to go, someone to talk to. Hell yeah! Keep the beacon shining light, shining bright. For sure. Keep the bat signal up. Well, fuck, dude. We didn't have fucking a two-hour show. That's our one of our longest show. Well, since Barton, <laughs> since Barton's first show. Oh yeah. So, yeah, dude. That's a. I'd say that's close to a wrap, man. I just. I would just say uh, we normally like to ask people that we have on, like, if you got, like, that one thing, uh, like, that one piece of advice for the, the transitioning soldier looking to find purpose or just looking to kind of just 
uh, just fucking like get out of trouble or get out of that funk that they might find themselves in. Like, what what is that from you? Yeah, man. So, like I said, this is coming from someone who's been in a lot of trouble. Uh, I've been on the the darker, darkest side of you know getting out, man, and you know how shit can be, and I know I know where it can go uh, on many levels. So the best thing, man, like I said, you are important to somebody. Like you have to continue on, man. You, you can't quit. You know, you, you've already, you, you did the whole thing. You're a warrior. You went to the military. You did your time, man. You got out. You don't quit afterwards, man. You got to keep going. Keep that head up. There's people that depend on you. There's other soldiers out there to look to you, you know, for like I said, the guiding light we're talking about here. Um, be, be, a, be positive, you know, source for somebody. Somebody can probably pick up on, you know, could use that help that you could be that person for. So. Um, can't stop. Always keep going. Keep driving. Um, you have a purpose, you know, and uh, that purpose will be utilized at some point. You got to find that time. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. If you're in the Colorado Springs area, fucking go see if he's on that real. If he's if he's for real or not, man. He's he's there. Look, he's sitting no in the office right now. So, uh, yeah, go go check him out. Apex Animal House. Uh, that's our brother. Uh, so let him know that you heard him here. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you either way. Uh, gotcha. But yeah. Um, so dude, I fucking really appreciate you coming on. Um, I know you probably didn't know what, what to expect until you got on. Cause you probably haven't heard much of the show yet, but, uh, it seems like, you know, it, it seems like just, we always seem to have the right people come on at the right times, you know, just to, to, just, yeah, this you know, is there's cute. more people out here shining that light. Uh, and in our way is this podcast, your way is your gym. Um, I mean, fuck, we want more people to come on and tell us their way. How do you come on and how do you fucking you know how do you um find ways to serve the veterans or the community in general um so yeah uh looking forward to talk more about that uh turned out to be another amazing episode yeah i was just actually gonna say that thank you guys so <laughs> much for uh listening uh our two constant uh commenters here <laughs> uh yeah man this is a fucking great show i appreciate it casey you got anything no, uh, anyone want to, uh, if anyone wants to reach out, veteranchatproject.gmail.com. Uh, we're on all the social media sites, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, because we're cool, uh, like the rest of the cool kids. Uh, but, yeah, reach out to us, uh, veteranchatproject.gmail.com. Um, as always, remember, you're not alone. Uh, if you want me to prove it to you, uh, hit the link uh, or send, send us an email. I will send you an invite. Come on, have a chat. I'll prove it to you you're not alone. Uh, all of our we all have scars, uh, and I guarantee you we all navigate them somewhat the same way. So, um, so yeah, hit us up. You're not alone. Love you all, and um, and don't forget. Uh, yeah, thanks for putting that up. You know, just, yeah, you were. Uh, I hate to, you know, I don't, I don't like pushing that stuff out there, um, like links and like, like I don't like navigating people to other other people who, who are just gonna just give you to like I don't like handing off problems to other people, but like you know, you know what one. One organization I do I, I do like is you know, StopVeteranSuicide.org. You know that's that's a great organization. They'll hook you up with that at least like three thousand like th- like they have three thousand like you know organizations within that organization to help you guys out if you if you're if you're on that path. Um, you know per, I've I've been on that path. That's that stuff helps. Talking is great therapy. You know, um, StopVeteranSuicide.org is is a great outlet to to talk to somebody. So yeah, you're not alone. Uh, that's all I got. Don't forget, also, uh, as I said last week, uh, if you're ever in a non-emergency situation and you just want someone to talk to, chat, whatever, uh, this is my phone number, 701-964-1718.
Uh, it's a business number, so I'm not always on it. So like I said, if it's not, an, if it is an emergency, I do uh, would suggest you call in the emergency line. But if you're just looking for someone to kind of be in chat with or whatever, text you, I'm always around. So you're not alone. We love you guys. Have a good week. Uh, we'll see you all Thursday night. Hell yeah. <laughs>